right, check, check, check. One, two, one, two. I'm about to take it to the 2000s, man. Yeah. I'm about to take it to the uh, the one artist that they played in all the little teen clubs. Hmm. Hold on. My baby bash. Baby bash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you qualify. Wow, we really going back in the archive here. I, okay. I know, man. <laughs> Gonna do the motorcycle dance too, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You, you know a nigga was a one-hit wonder if his second hit had to be a sample of his first hit. <laughs> <laughs> This shit play everywhere too, man. Let's go. JC Panties. We going to that sit scene that over club tonight. Yeah. Let me dump that. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> we going to that sit scene that over club, y'all. Think about it like that, man. <laughs> I did sound kind of R. Kelly. <laughs> What the fuck is going Where on? Where the bitches at? Uh -oh. It's supposed to be uh -oh. titties. Where uh -oh. the fucking titties and the bitches? This is a young jock appreciation, man. <laughs> <laughs> This might be the most random appreciation you've ever had on this. I, I know, man. <laughs> this might be the greatest one-hit wonder of all time, man. <laughs> <laughs> he actually had an album, and that was it. Yes. He gave you more than one song. He gave you one album, and that was it. This is back when anybody from the South got a deal, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. niggas like Jibs. <laughs> <laughs> They used to play this whole damn album in the club, man. <laughs> that's crazy. All right, yeah, that's, really. Yeah, that's all I'm. That's all I got, man. Okay. That's all I got. <laughs> I was. It's funny because we was having a conversation. Not me and you, but I was having a conversation with somebody. How young Jock? This album, I think it's called New Jock City. Yeah. But how this al this whole album 
pretty much played in the in the club in high school, man. Mm-hmm. And how it's like, damn, like this all he had too. It's one thing if you had one one song and you couldn't mm-hmm. really get nothing else. But this whole album was lightweight fire. And that was it from him, man. I don't remember nothing else from him. I think the the next album, I forgot the name of that album, but he had one song called Coffee Shop. <laughs> And nobody really cared for that song, and that was it. I remember that song too. Yeah, yeah, that that was it. But all of his shit, you would think he had a long ass run, but that that was only from one album, man. <laughs> it was it's kind of remarkable. But now I think he, I think he, I think he was on Love and Hip Hop at one point, mm-hmm. and then now he 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 actually in the he in our business, he in the radio business. I think he got a morning show in Atlanta. So, damn. Yeah. yeah, man, that's the uh, the Diddy and Bad Boy curse because he was signed to oh, Bad yeah, Boy. Yeah, I forgot about it. Which, it was like Bad Boy South yeah, or something. Yeah, it was Bad Boy South. <laughs> Them, it was him. It was Eight Ball and MJG who were actually had a career before they got on Bad Boy, and yeah. then they went irrelevant. Yeah, after they dropped their first Bad Boy album. So, nah, they're they're the, the Bad Boy curse is real, man. You look at all the talent they've had on that label. And how they had like one hot album, maybe two, max, <laughs> and then they gone. Mace, how do you fuck up Mace? Yeah. Mace was the hottest rapper in New York at the time, and and then he just he dropped that Harlem World, and that was it. Yeah, like <laughs> you drop one hot album on Bad Boy, and that's it for you, man. So yeah, that's the curse. Yeah. It's yeah. worse than the Madden curse, man. Yeah, man, and somehow Diddy's still rich. <laughs> no, 100%, yeah. He knows. He knows how to pick them. Yeah. He knows. He, he he pulls you in with that, look, I don't sign with the white man. I got you. I'm going to take care of you. I'm black. Mm-hmm. And then he- uh, He do what the white man do. Just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put all that money in the Ciroc. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so appreciate Young Jock, man. We always got to appreciate the Southern- uh, uh, people who ushered in that. That was a strange era of hip hop, man. I, it was. I appreciated it. It was. It was, it was like a ringtone era. Yeah. It was yeah, definitely um, ringtone era. Yeah. This was when um, trap music was kind of being introduced, but it was new. It was people didn't know what trap was, mm-hmm. and even in the uh, going down song, they said "Meet me in the trap." It's going down, and the radio was in an awkward position because they was bleeping out trap. <laughs> Yeah. So it was a strange, strange uh, era. I think this was somewhere where people didn't know where it was going. Yeah. So that that was one of the annoying things, too. When when the radio found out what these words meant, they got bleeped (laughs) out. Because I specifically remember when they first started playing Get Low on the radio, they did not bleep out Skeet Skeet. Yeah. Then Dave Chappelle (laughs) fucked it up by making a skit about it. And then suddenly they started bleeping out skeet skeet. I'm like, nah, y'all let it fly before. Yeah. So nah, the same thing with trap. The same thing with some of these drug references. Yeah. Now they getting bleeped out, but before they weren't. So yeah. Yeah. When uh, people get onto the link. Yeah. The FCC. It's it's one. It's funny because it's like, what the fuck is in the FCC at this point? Or what you can't can do, or what you can't do? (laughs) You really don't know, man. I feel like people just kind of make it up as they go. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think no, it's like a. I don't think it's like a list of words or anything. Where it's like you can't do this, can't do that. I feel like when people start doing it more, become more of a trend, and like oh, 
let's let's just bleep this out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were very careful during that a Super Bowl halftime show too. You know, <laughs> can't say Pyrus and Crips apparently. Oh yeah, bleep that out. Bleep a few other things out, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, y'all, y'all, y'all want to know what we think about it or our rating on that? So we're gonna get to that in a little bit, but. Without further ado, Jay Prince, tell people what they're listening to right now. The gems and juice. We are back at it. Another jam-packed episode. A lot to talk about, a lot to break down. A lot happened this week. And of course, we're going to give you our unfiltered. We live streaming, by the way. If you're not on the live stream, make sure y'all check us out on Twitter. We are on Twitch now. Yeah, yes. we're talking with the gamers now, man. Yeah, yeah. Watch out, so, gamers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we might go live and play some PS5 or something. Yeah, yeah. No, I've <laughs> actually been wanting to start a Twitch because a bunch of my friends have been streaming and just like, you know, streaming shit for their friends. And I've been really wanting to do it. So okay. I might do it on a Jim's Dudes podcast. Yeah, man. yeah. Take over, the, take over the account, man, and yeah. just stream and watch uh, and play. I might. I might <laughs> play a Def Jam Vendetta. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> on stream uh, beat niggas up with little flip yeah so <laughs> <laughs> now nah, we're gonna have fun with it though man we told y'all we doing big things for this year man we mean it so we up in the production value we we doing the live stream we got the ticker the cnn ticker yeah at the bottom <laughs> scrolling so we super official now <laughs> and uh, yeah man we back at it figgy how you been this week man i know it's uh the end of football season yeah so i know um how's that been for you how you been in radio man how's everything going in your life man everything cool man it, it felt like the end of football season felt like the last day of school man remember yeah. that last day of school is mm-hmm. like all right that's it like now we could chill we could go on vacation yep. we can you know it's not as stressful or you know like a high work environment now it's more laid back but the part that suck about it is you know finding shit to talk about Mm -hmm. so now it's like uh you know because this is the dead part of the nfl free agency didn't start you know you can't make trades and little stuff like that so now it's like uh well i guess we talk i guess we could talk about the nba now um, there's no baseball right now. They're on the lockout, and I don't think people really give a damn. I don't think we talked about baseball law at all, <laughs> unless it's the Astros or something. But yeah, man, it's one of them dead times. That's that's the tough part about radio. So you hear a lot of different top five yeah. best players. I heard one of them. I heard one of them. <laughs> <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of that type of day. shit. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, to be honest, man, when I was producing in radio, I actually liked when football season ended because as somebody who is kind of into sports, but also into other things as well, like I liked having the freedom to talk about more than just football. Yeah. You know, me and me and Paul have fun when we weren't talking about football, man. Like we, we made little games we were playing and I gave him a personality test on there. We we just had fun thinking up of new concepts and shit yeah. to do. And I always thought that was fun. Nobody can complain because there was no real sports going on. We don't really count the NBA until the playoffs start. Yeah. So, nah, I actually enjoyed that, man. It let us be more creative and talk about things outside of sports. And that's always what I really like to do. So Yeah. And yeah. speaking of Paul, man, shout out to Paul Galan. Yeah, man. shout out to Paul. Shout out to Paul. Yeah, he's he back in H Town. Yep. Yes. <laughs> he's back in Houston. He has a new show with uh Vanessa 
from, I believe it's, she's KPRC, right? Yeah, Vanessa Richardson. Vanessa Richardson, and it's ESPN 97.5. They're also streaming on Twitch. I checked out their Twitch stream. It's pretty legit. Yeah. You know ESPN do it all big. So, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Paul. Make sure y'all check that out. Yeah. And, yeah, check, good check, show, man. Check, check it out at the end of the loop, though, because I think yeah. they're on the same time as us. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're on the same time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, have both of them on. Have, yeah. have his show on your Twitch, on your phone, and have uh, in the loop on the radio. Yeah, so listen to both. Exactly. Yeah, look out for yeah. us, man. Yeah, double dip, man. Double dip for sure. Yeah, shout out to. I I, I didn't even think he was a competitor yeah. technically, no, but it's funny because <laughs> uh, his show because he worked for the uh, we call it the station across the street. Yeah, but um, yeah, I we, look. I, I I like supporting my friends, people I'm cool with. And mm-hmm. I can, I can never check it out because I'm working during that time. Yeah. <laughs> so it, I think his show is ten to twelve. Mm-hmm. So I can't check it out at all unless I had to find a podcast or something. Yeah. But um, yeah, shout out to Paul, man. He deserve it. I feel like he should still be working with us. Mm-hmm. But you know, times get hard and all that stuff. So shout out to Paul, man. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully, you know, things are changing at the station. So hopefully, I mean, maybe I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> never know, we'll know see, man. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Crazy industry, man. But yeah, shout out to Paul. Glad to have him back. And make sure y'all check that out in between in the loop. Make sure you still check that out as well, of course, to support <laughs> Figgy. Uh, without further ado, man, let's get into it. A lot to break down. Uh, music wise, not too, too much. But uh, I did listen to an album. I now use them to the new currency and alchemist alchemist. Who's just a machine right now, man. He is yeah. uh, pumping out content. Like it seemed like a new alchemist project dropped every damn near every week at this point. I want to say yeah. every month, but it's yeah. been a couple in a month. Like now, twice so. a month. <laughs> yeah. He is dropping a lot and he has a new project with currency. I actually did see this drop, but I, it, for some reason it, didn't register that I should listen to it immediately before the podcast. So <laughs> I didn't listen to it, but it's called Continuance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vic, you did bump it, man. What'd you think about this project, man? I thought this project was amazing, man. The the last project they did together, I want to say it was, it was, I think it was Fetty. I think it was, I think that was the last project he did with Alchemist. And that was like a Freddie Gibbs and uh, Currency project too. But, um, this pro- I, I I love this project, man. It was it was some good production on here, and it's it's always good to see people like Currency, you know, in a whole different lane. Because usually, you know, somebody from New Orleans, you you know, some people it's easy to get a trap beat, and you know, do something like that. But it's 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 amazing just listening to um, Alchemist and all the different type of rappers he had he he worked with. From like currency to Earl sweatshirt to, you know, uh, have it to you know Bodie James and you know stuff like that and it's just all over the place, man. And um, this project was good. The one song that really stuck out to me was uh, he he do have a he do have a feature with Bodie James on here. It sounded like this could have been a song that was on Bodie James project, but uh, I like that joint. And it's another joint called Corvette Rally Stripes. And that's featuring Havoc of Mob Deep and uh, Wiz Khalifa. Oh, wow. And, um, like, I was really surprised <laughs> at um, how good Wiz Khalifa sound on 
an Alchemist beat. It was it was a really dope song. Um, you know, I'm not that big of a fan of Wiz Khalifa, mm-hmm. but um, he he sounded good on this song. Now I will say this: he, to me, he he. If you listen to his verse, I feel like he don't be rapping about nothing. He rap about the same, you know, rolling papers, rolling papers, different yep. flavors. <laughs> Uh, stepping out of jet planes with a blunt, throwing it. it, it it's it's kind of like that. Like that's his style. But you he's mean currency or Wiz Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa. Oh yeah. And um, yeah. I I, I felt like he sounded really good on this beat, on the Alchemist beat. So I can't I can't even be mad at the verse at all. I I thought the song was dope. But uh, overall, man, this is twelve. It's thirteen songs on here. The names on here kind of surprised me a little bit. The names of the songs. So he got a song called "Cool in the Gang." He got a song called "Jodeci Tape," and um, <laughs> just little stuff like that. I'm just like, okay, I see what type of <laughs> time he on. But um, yeah, overall, man, I like this project so far. Um, probably one of my favorite projects of the year. I know it's only February, but um, one of my favorite projects so far. So. I got to give it a qualified. Qualified. All right. Yeah, I'm not surprised, man. Um, Currency, of course, is consistent. One of the uh, probably the most hardest working rapper. It seemed like every month, like he he's also somebody kind of like Alchemist who drops very often. Yeah. Um, So he always keeps his fan base fed. Um, And you know what you're going to get with a Currency project. Mm-hmm. And he's, of course, worked with Alchemist before. He did that mixtape with Freddie Gibbs. Um, and, yeah, I'm not surprised the uh, Wiz Khalifa song was great because, you know, he does great work with Wiz Khalifa, too. I remember, I think I first started hearing about Wiz from Currency Tapes. They did that How Fly mixtape oh, back yeah. in the day. Yeah. And they sounded really good on that. I think yeah. they did a sequel, too, at some point. But, mm. uh yeah, they're they're naturally their sound just naturally goes together. I feel they're like yeah. kind of like they're the kinda, Best Man and Red Man. They kind of the same, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. They, no, they're hundred percent. They talk about weed and cars yeah. and shit. Like they talk about the same shit. But yeah, they're kind of like the new version of Method Man and Red Man a little bit. Yeah, I, so. I yeah. I think the only thing that made me, I think what would make me like Wiz Khalifa more, if if he stepped outside of his box when it comes to production. If yeah. he was kind of like how uh, Currency is with, you know, working with different producers, I, I think I would probably like Wiz Khalifa. But sometimes I just don't, sometimes I don't really care for his production, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I think what made it even worse, I mean, I was already off the Wiz Khalifa boat, but what made it worse was that that sad-ass song, <laughs> that, that that pop song he made, the one that been, the, the Paul, what's his name? The Paul... Damn, what the fuck is Paul Walker song? <laughs> oh, see you again? Yeah. The Paul Walker song. <laughs> yeah. That's all I think that about. It is the Paul Walker it song. It is. Though. Yeah. So it's just like, <laughs> man. Like I would it, it it really turned me off. I'm like, man, I don't wanna hear this shit. Yeah. But it's a big song, but it's just like, I don't wanna hear this shit. But yeah, if he did more shit like currency, you know, work with different random good producers that's outside the box. I think Wiz, I, I think I'd be more of a fan of Wiz Khalifa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His production. I mean, he's had tapes. I remember when he was first coming out. Um, I liked his production a lot. But yeah, once you go mainstream, 
once you put out songs like that, your audience, your new audience kind of expects things like that. So, yeah, yeah. it was really around the black and yellow era. I did not like that black and yellow song. I didn't either. And I'm from Cleveland, too. So that was like a Pittsburgh (laughs) anthem. (laughs) Then they made like a Cowboys version. They made a bunch of remixes for different teams. Black and yellow, uh, black and yellow, black and yeah. Yeah. (laughs) it, it, It was kind of cheesy, man. But I mean, that's what happens when you go super mainstream. But no, nah, Wiz, Wiz got some good tapes still, man. He he's still he's a rapper who I'm not gonna see on a feature and be like, ugh. Mm. You know, he's always you know gonna deliver lyrically. So I mean, yeah. to what for what he does? Yeah, so, for what? Yeah, yeah. So I'm not surprised. I'm gonna check that out, man. I'm gonna check it out before the podcast, but I'll definitely check that out this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Currency and Alchemist Continuance in stores now slash streaming not really in stores physically <laughs> but you know what i mean yeah um and there is one project i did listen to i think it actually dropped last sunday or some kind of uh day like that there was a new chip the ripper project out uh produced by lex luger mm-hmm. <laughs> two names i hadn't heard in a while yeah but uh they produced a new project uh called bonfire um, it's about eight tracks long, uh, about 20 minutes. Uh, so I, once again, I'm not calling this an album because you look anything lower than 30 minutes, yeah. shorter than 30 minutes, I'm reluctant to call that an album. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll go first on this one, man. I thought it was actually really good. Um, I've always been a fan of Chip the Ripper, man, especially like even going back to when he first came out with Kid Cudi. You know, <laughs> Kid Cudi was not the best rapper. Yeah. When he came out, he was more of a, you know, melodies um, and harmonies type. Of, yeah, the hummer. Um, so when he had, when he worked <laughs> with people like Chip the Ripper, and I'm like, okay, you got somebody who can actually rap. Mm-hmm. So it sounds a little better now. But when yeah. Kid Cudi was doing his verses, I'm like, <laughs> the hooks yeah. are good, but I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, but I've been a fan of Chip, man. And I, for a while, I guess he changed his name to King Chip. Yeah, but now it seems like he's back to Chip the Ripper. Yeah, so, I was a, I was a little worried because um, I seen him post that he had a new project out on Twitter. I'm like, oh shit, okay. So I went to my streaming service and I I typed in King Chip, and I didn't see it. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. So I'm thinking like, all right, maybe it ain't out yet. Maybe it was a little too early. And then I kept seeing people tweet about it. So I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, damn, do my streaming service not have it? I'm like, maybe he released it on his own personal site or something. I'm like, what the fuck? I can't find it. And then I'm like, let you know what? Let me search Chip the Ripper. It was under Chip the Ripper. So I'm like, what the? F-? I'm like, damn, okay, you're going back to the old days then. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that's super confusing because, like you said, there's two, there are two different artists yeah. on streaming. Yeah. So, in full disclosure, we did think we were going to have Chip possibly on the podcast today. Uh, so I was going to ask him that. I suspect yeah. uh, my conspiracy theory is that uh, King Chip, the name, belongs to another label. Maybe mm, he signed you. under. And to release his project, he would have to change. Kind of like how when wrestlers leave the WWF. Yeah, they can't call themselves like if Stone Cold went to another place, he could probably couldn't call himself. Well, Stone Cold probably could, but like when somebody like uh, uh, Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. he left the WWE, he can't call himself Daniel Bryan. 
Yeah. Anymore. His real name is Brian Danielson. And don't ask me why they changed it. <laughs> but he calls himself Brian Danielson when he goes wrestles in somewhere else. So yeah, uh, maybe, maybe another label might have the rights to that name. I don't know. Yeah, but that's what I suspect because it is strange. Yeah, you yeah. look for King Chip what, and it's not there. What's funny is on this album, I know you're gonna get to the album in a minute, but it's a song called Blue Hunnets and it say featuring King Chip. Yeah. So that kind of I was <laughs> I was I, I I was hoping we had him on so I could ask him about that. Like, what is this like? Uh, T.I. Beyonce, versus yeah, Beyonce, yeah. Uh, Sasha Fierce, <laughs> Sasha Fierce. <laughs> 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 yeah, it might be a dual identity, Tupac and Machiavelli type thing. I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, well, if we do have him on in the future, we'll definitely be sure to ask him that. Yeah. But yeah, it, it was kind of strange, and yeah, it is confusing if you have been following him and mm-hmm. following King Chip. You wouldn't yeah. even know this album came out unless you followed him on social media too. Yeah. But I digress. Uh, the album itself, man, like I said, I enjoyed it. Um, it was good hearing Lex Luger again. It was mm-hmm. good hearing those drops again. I feel like I haven't heard him in a while. Yeah. He's still a good producer. And uh, the beats were banging, man. I like hurting their feelings a lot. That's probably one of my favorite tracks. Uh, Do Some Damage was good as well. No features except for Casey Veggies, who is also somebody I hadn't heard in a while. Yeah. So it's good to hear him, too. Um, yeah, all in all, a solid project, man. Dope beats and dope rhymes. What more can you want? Um, you know, if you were ever a fan or ever just want something dope to listen to, it bangs hard in the whip, a lot of bass. Of course, it's Lex Luger. So mm-hmm. It's going to have a lot of bass in it. You already know. But yeah, it's some good weekend listening, man. I recommend it. I have to say it is definitely qualified. Qualified. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you, you think about it, man? Uh, I like the project too, man. I think it's qualified. Uh, my favorite song on here is uh, No Yuki Cool. I actually, yeah, I actually heard him play that song. Um, he actually, um, he played it in the car on Twitter. Uh, he was on Twitter, released a video playing it in the car. And it was that first verse. Uh, he said, don't eat no food in my car. You can ask your OG about me, little boy. Yeah, I ain't no yeah, studio star. Yeah. I was, I heard, I'm like, oh, shit, what the fuck is that? Like, where the fuck is that song at? <laughs> and it felt like he uh, released that video or played it. I want to say like a year ago, I'm like, where the fuck is that shit at, man? That shit was hard. And um, yeah, I'm, I didn't realize it was a Let's Luger beat, man. And um, like I said, I like, I love that song. I, I like the whole project, man. And it's crazy. It's good to see him doing something with Let's Luger because I feel like that's an under underappreciated legend because oh, yeah, his 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 sound pretty much switched hip hop. It, it changed because we all know about, you know, Rick Ross and the BMF, the the, uh, the BMF song. I felt like at that point, that's when hip hop started sounding like that a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then obviously people, you start, people start kind of taking this shit. But um, yeah, man, he, uh, a legendary producer, man. I, I felt it's good to hear them too. I wouldn't mind hearing them too <laughs> with more music. And um, shit, honestly, I wouldn't mind Les Luger making a comeback, like a big comeback where we hear his shit all the time. And um, yeah, man, I, I love this project. 
Uh, like I said, the one song, uh, No Yuki Ku is my favorite song on there. Yeah, I like that one too. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, it's definitely qualified. Qualified. And hopefully we can get this ass on so we can talk more yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to try it, man. We definitely yeah. want to talk. I was excited when we thought we might have mom, but hopefully in the future, you know how things are, man. It's All-Star Weekend. Yeah. He, in Cle- he from Cleveland. It's in Cleveland. Maybe you got some shit going on, but we going to yeah. see gonna pin him down man we promise i wonder if he actually there <laughs> i don't know maybe <laughs> yeah i figured if you're from cleveland you should definitely should i mean if you're an artist yeah. from cleveland who's active mm-hmm. you definitely and i i low-key kind of feel like this all-star game is like for everybody who couldn't go to super bowl 56 in los angeles this was they the- going there to get their flicks off yeah, this was the um, what you call it, the uh, consolation the, the makeup, prize. Yeah, the consolation prize for not being <laughs> able to uh, go to uh, the Super Bowl in Los Angeles, which was ridiculous prices, and then you know dangerous out there too. Kodak yeah, Black got shot. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, this is the makeup for that. You can go in Cleveland and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks kind of lit from all the pictures and videos. So yeah, man. Yep. Uh, with that being said, without further ado, oh yeah, you have. There was one more song you did say you want to talk oh, about. Oh yeah, that, uh, the Silk yeah. Sonic. Yeah, yeah. Let me pull this song up. But yeah, so Silk Sonic actually um, have yeah, a Silk Sonic have a uh, released a new song, which is kind of weird because they just released the album. Uh, I want to say what last month or something like that. Mm-hmm. It, it was kind of recent. And um, yeah, they released the song, and I want to get your thoughts on. I think they got a video. They might have a video. Hold for on, this. can we play this on stream? Is it okay? I think it should be good. Okay. I think it should be good, but let me see. Hold on. Uh. One, two. Want to get your live reaction to this? Taking the beat and trying to make a new thing about it. I don't understand. Like even Beyonce, when she remade Before, before I, I Let, let you, you Go. Before yeah. I Let You Go. Like I thought that was a terrible cover, but at least it she was tried different. to she trap tried it out. To make it something different and more modern. Yeah. This sounds like a karaoke song, man. How are you gonna sing over the exact same song? Yeah. The same instrumentation <laughs> and not even change anything. And of course, you don't sound as good as Confunction. Yeah. I, I, I hate it. I hate it. I have to say. It's I'm very disappointed. 
It's definitely pig pen, man. I ain't got to hear it no more. Pig pen. Like these, Kelly. these. It's the bad homes, enough you the got pigs. the allegations of being some swagger jackers from the eighties and seventies, uh, but to literally do it, to literally just straight up cover a song in a worse fashion. I, I don't like it, man. I'm yeah. tired of these fools. Yeah. Their album came and went. People act like they were excited for it and waiting <laughs> for years and years and it came out and then nobody even bumping anymore. So, uh, Let me see. Wait, hold on. I want to see. It sounds just like a cover. It's the same thing, man. Yeah, it sounds it sound like a cover. Like, why would you play this yeah. over the original? Yeah, well, you what better. What would be the point? See, that's. And see, I'm glad you said that because me. I Look, if it sounds the same, I'm going with the original, man. Like, if somebody decides to make, remake, uh, let's say, Between the Sheets by Isley Brothers. Like, if it's the exact same thing, not a sample, but the exact same thing, I'm going with the Isley Brothers. Why would I go with something newer? You know what I mean? I'm going I'm, I'm to go with the, the Isley Brothers still sound fine. Yeah. This ain't, yeah, because this ain't like a thing where the song was so old it didn't really sound good and somebody kind of remade it, reshaped it. We, we know people like Mary J. Blige and stuff like that. Good, You know, they put a little extra sauce to it to make it, kind of a different song but this ain't even that this is karaoke night <laughs> with a good singer <laughs> yeah man <laughs> this like, sound, fam this sound like we had a fucking wedding and somebody requests this song and the band is performing this song that's what it sound like <laughs> I've had enough of these fools man like <laughs> Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack are talented enough Anderson Pack was at the Super Bowl two on the drums. Like they're mm-hmm. talented people. But when your whole act is just, hey, remember 70s music? Yeah. Here's another version of it. Like, <laughs> like I understand inspiration, but you gotta try to make something new, man. You you can't just be pantomiming songs from a better era. Like yeah. you gotta, you gotta make something better, man. And you can't just straight up cover a song that, yeah. that's already a classic. Yeah, <laughs> like this ain't no sample uh, flip or nothing. This the exact same. It sounds like the exact same song. No, it, it is, and that's <laughs> that's the issue, man. It, it's like like I can tolerate that covers are just never gonna end now, but yeah. you, you got to do more than this, man. Do a little hip hop flair to it or something. I still would hate it. I'm not gonna lie. I wouldn't like yeah. it. Yeah. But at least I'll respect, like, okay, you tried. Yeah. But this, nah, man, it's just kind of. I think the other problem with this is how um like it's two it's two guys pretty much singing this. It's one thing if it was a woman. If a woman came out and she like yeah. killed it type shit, it's like, all right, this is totally this is a little different. Because usually a guy's singing this, so now it's like, mm-hmm. oh shit, okay. But this, like, I will pick, I will pick, um, come funk shun over this. <laughs> like, I will pick them every, like, every day and twice on Sundays, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. And, and like, it, I, I just don't see the point. Yeah, and if it's somebody younger who don't know who the the, uh, the previous group was, like. 
it won't be that bad to let them listen to it. It's not like, oh, this shit, it's not like an old-ass movie from the 60s that was remade in 2022. Like, nah, this, this is very listenable. You could probably still hear this on the R&B station. So I, I just don't get that, man. <laughs> Part of me is wondering, because I've actually been reading some articles lately about how old music is actually beating new music in in streaming numbers and listening like like music from years ago is more popular than music being made this year mm. and part of me feels like this is just a cheap attempt to kind of ride that wave and say hey since the old music is popular that's probably why everything's a sample now and the flip and they're trying to remake these classics uh, okay, because I they know that these songs are just way more popular than what they're putting out right now yeah. So maybe I, they're I just see. trying to ride a wave and be like, hey, let's for the yeah. kids who don't know Confunction, they'll yeah. listen to this song and think it's great. Yeah. But the older folks like us, we're already going to associate it with the older version, which we prefer. Yeah. But maybe this is just an attempt to ride the wave of old music being more popular now. Yeah. And it's kind of fucked up because, like, I can't speak for you, but me, I listen to a lot of old music to this yeah. day. Me too. Like I've I rarely listen to brand I listen to new music, you know, just off the strength of this podcast so we could talk about it. But my comfort music is older music. <laughs> so I listen to older hip hop. I listen to um I listen to older, you know, funk, older R and B shit like that. That's my comfort zone. And um that's why I probably the the you know, day day streams or whatever is going up because it's like well, I don't want to hear this new shit. <laughs> so let me just go back to what I know when music was good. <laughs> let me play some old, let me play some old gap band or some shit. Yeah. And now I guess they've trying to figure, they're trying to, I, I guess, attract us again. Maybe us or I don't know, but this, this yeah. ain't it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I also think that's part of why a lot of these artists are selling their catalog now. Cause it's worth more and they're getting paid more yeah. for it because they know this music is more popular now. So yeah, I think that's part of the reason too, but yeah, man, this, this don't help yeah. you know, people <laughs> who think that music today, I mean, every era thinks the music of that era sucks, but I yeah. feel like when your music era is now just copy paste and shit from the last era, you can yeah. definitely say this era is a little weaker. Yeah, because just a mat like what can you say about this era in, in ten years? Yeah, like what is it? <laughs> like I, I like I don't know what to say about it. I know back then, you know, um, in the two thousands, you could kind of paint that whole era of you know the stamp music, Lil John. You know, when you say hey, talk about two thousands hip hop, you gonna mm-hmm. say Lil John <laughs> that that sound. Snap music, dance music, uh, the two-step shit, and the way we used to dress, all that type of shit. You could kind of paint that as the 2000s, even though we thought hip-hop was dead during that time. Yeah. But um, now, like, 10 years later, you could say, oh, okay. Like, I could kind of see where hip-hop was at at that point, even though the shit that, you know, people was talking about, I kind of wasn't into it. I was more to the G unit, that type of shit, the, the dip mm-hmm. set, stuff like that. But what can you honestly say about this era of music? 
We we in the push and pee era, man. <laughs> yeah. So just imagine <laughs> ten years later, it's like, damn, yeah. I remember when that shit was hot. Like, you know, push and pee is a classic. Like, <laughs> all right, man. <laughs> yeah. You over here talking about Dipset Anthem? These niggas talking about push and pee. Yeah. And they uh, they'll be talking bougie. They'll be talking about mask <laughs> off. <laughs> Yeah, like, come on. We're going to be playing mask off at the cookout, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, remember Future? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's, yeah, strange, strange. Uh, we yeah. see Tab doing a G unit. G, 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 G unit. <laughs> I always remember that uh, uh, for some, the, the, the Chappelle skit where they did trading spouses. Oh, yeah. And the white kid went to the black of the day, Chappelle. Yeah. And the kid was like, Oh, I'm down with G, 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 G unit. He's, He's like, like get, get, get your, your ass, ass in the car. car. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> uh, classic skit, man. Classic skit. Oh, yeah. Uh, sidebar I did see Dave Chappelle is getting four new specials for Netflix. Oh, so, damn. Yeah, just a little, little strange. Not, not strange because, you know, Netflix is bought into them. Yeah. That, certain people you just not going to cancel, man. Joe Rogan, they paid him $200 million. You yeah. ain't going to cancel him. Netflix probably paid even more for Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they, these are investments. They're not just going to cut and run. This money yeah. already spent. So. And we talked about this before, man. People like that don't get canceled. Yeah. Like uh, you have to really be, you know, not bringing in anything where people don't want to hear from you. Your stand up suck. It's not doing numbers. That's the only way they can say, all right, you know, we don't need him. He's not making us anything. So we'll drop him from his Netflix deal or whatever the case may be. But this dude is making a lot of money (laughs) and people are still. Looking for his shit, man. Like you say what you want about the last uh episode, if it offended you or not, it still did numbers. Yeah. So um people still gonna be checking for it. So it don't make no sense for them to try to cut bait. Because if they do cut bait, somebody else gonna pick them up. HBO. Exactly. And they gonna take that audience over there. Yeah. It's kinda like when people say, you know, um, if a good NFL player, NBA player is on the team and they be like, Oh, just cut them. Just cut them or just release them. Mm-hmm. The other person is going to pick them up and say, hey, we got you. And they're going to go win a championship, man. So yeah. sometimes you just got to bite the bullet. You just, you know, people are going to be upset. But if this guy can help you, man, hold on to him. Yeah, it's a business at the end of the day, man. And a lot of this uh, social media stuff is here today, gone tomorrow. So. Yeah, if you can ride out the controversy, <laughs> you're probably gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but without further ado, I think it's time to get into topics, and we're gonna start off with the much anticipated Super Bowl 56 halftime show. We've been <laughs> talking about it ever since it was announced. Yes, there was a game as well, but we don't yeah. give a fuck about that, man. The game was honestly pretty boring. <laughs> um, I mean, it was people say it was a good Super Bowl because it was close. Doc, nobody scored in the last half, man. Yeah. The, the last half of the game was born. Yeah. The first half the, was pretty exciting. The, the the top of the second half was kind of exciting because that's when Jalen Ramsey got – they pulled his face mask. 
but it looked like he got he got burned originally. Yeah, yeah. Th- that was it. <laughs> After that, that was kind of it. So yeah, losing uh, uh, uh Odell Beckham. Name? Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, meant the end of the Rams' offense basically. Pretty much, but mm-hmm. they they still made it happen defensively. Aaron Donald made the last stop. Yeah, to seal it for them. So yeah, shout out to all them and whatever. We don't care. Yeah, Maybe we in Texas, <laughs> but uh. There was a halftime show, much anticipated, featuring Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, uh, Mary J. Blige, special guest 50 Cent. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, actually, fuck, we'll talk about that now. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. Let's get to I, it. I, I have a conspiracy as to why 50 was not promoted as part of this halftime show. <laughs> I feel like they just didn't want to deal with any controversy regarding him. Or people bringing up stuff he's done recently. Oh, okay. You know? Okay, yeah. So yeah, I, I feel like, because really, I'm sure this was in the works originally. This is not something they just plan at the last second. Hey, about let's just get Fifty Cent in here too. Yeah. Like no, I'm sure in the beginning they said let's get Fifty Cent, and I think somebody made the decision let's not promote Fifty Cent. Yeah, because he kind of loose and wild on social media. Yeah, we don't want to deal with any blowback from that. Blowback so. from the LGBTQ. Yeah. <laughs> blowback from all type of people. Uh, Women he harassed. And yeah. Shit. yeah, yeah. Talking so. about certain people who passed away and all that. <laughs> because that w- because if they announced it from the very beginning, that's a lot of time to dig up some shit. Yeah, you see, they, you yes. say they pulled the hail mary with Snoop <laughs> a, yes. a week before. <laughs> I, I surprised they ain't pulling them with Dr. Dre, but yeah, that's plenty. Uh, that's plenty enough time to pull some shit. <laughs> yes, so they 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 played it smart. I think they had him be a complete surprise. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, Fifty Cent was there. So let, let's run down exactly because our, our correction, our our predictions weren't a hundred percent correct. We got the obvious ones, of course. Yeah, but they weren't a hundred percent correct. But we got it for the most part. Yeah. Um, so to break it down, I'm sure everybody's already seen it by now, but it starts off with the little hood set. It was kind of cheesy, but I kind of liked it too, man. You can you can see in the background if you're streaming with us. Mm-hmm. But um, they kind of brought, I guess, Compton to life. I guess yeah. that's what Compton looks like. <laughs> so um, the show starts off with uh, Snoop Dre and Snoop doing next episode. Mm-hmm. Then they transitioned into California Love, which they have to do since they're in California. And they do California Love, and they transition that into 50 Cent. 50 Cent does in the club, uh, hanging upside down, looking like he's struggling up there. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the reason why he wore the tank top was because he's selling that tank top again, that G unit tank top, that ugly ass tank top. Yeah. He's selling that now. So I think that was a business decision for him to come out with that G unit tank top from back in the day. Yeah. Um, he transitions into Mary J. Blige, who does no more drama. And uh, no, she starts out with Family Affair. Yeah. Then she does no more drama. Then we go into Kendrick. Kendrick comes out with a little bit of uh, Good Kid, Mad City. Mm-hmm. And then he transitions into All Right. Mm-hmm. Then we go to Eminem. Eminem does a little bit of Forgot About Dre. And then, of course, he does Lose Self. 
Then we go to a Dr. J who was playing piano, and for some reason he's playing I Am Mad at You. Yeah, I was kind of hyped when he started playing. I'm like, oh, shit, he about to, I'm thinking this is about to. going to bring out the hologram? I thought so. <laughs> I thought so. I'm like, I, I, I ain't expect him to play that. But Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was strange because Dr. Dre did not produce that song or have anything to do with it. Yeah, that's what um, shocked me too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that was just like a Tupac tribute or to show off that he can play the piano. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, not like that's a hard song to play, but um, and then of course he goes to the epic uh, piano roll from Still Dre, and they mm-hmm. end it with uh, Still Dre. Um, also, sidebar, Eminem kneeled. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But he yeah. took a knee for whatever reason. And, yeah, so that pretty much is it. Uh, jam-packed show. And we got our predictions. Let me double check. Okay, I w- we were wrong about nothing but a G thing. Yeah. I can't believe they didn't do nothing but a G thing. Yeah. They didn't do any Snoop songs. Yeah, they didn't. Nope. That, that was kind of, I mean, I guess I get it. They had a limited amount of time. Yeah. Uh, but they did do still DRE in California Love. I said Ice Cube would come out for Straight Outta Compton. He didn't. So I was <laughs> wrong with that. But I said next episode, and they did that. So yeah. we were right for the most part. Mm-hmm. Figgy, you were right about Family Affair. Yeah. Um, Eminem, we were right about our both. Actually, I added Rap God, and I was wrong about yeah. that. Yeah. We were right I think I added Rap God too. Yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. Our picks were right on Eminem. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, we were both wrong about Snoop because he didn't do yeah. any solo songs. Yeah. And Kendrick, uh, we were kind of, we were both right and wrong. Yeah. You said be humble, swimming pools, we didn't do any of that. I said all right mm-hmm. and all the stars. He did all right. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. I would probably say your prediction for the Kendrick was really huge, man, because I ain't think. He was going to do, nigga, we going to be all right. I did not. I was thinking like, nah, this is the NFL, man. I don't think they going to let that happen. I didn't think he was going to do that. But uh, I was actually shocked, man, when they did that. Yeah, I was shocked he did Good Kid, Mad City. Me too. Because I'm like, okay, how many people in the audience know that song? I knew, yeah. like, all right kind of everywhere especially during like the George Floyd protests and all that stuff. So I was like, okay, most people probably know that song from Kendrick, but that mad city shit was kind of caught me by surprise that he even inshowed it. But mm-hmm. um, now we've laid out what happened during the halftime show. Figgy, what are your thoughts? Do you think it was the best one ever? Where do you think it ranks among the best halftime shows ever? And what do you think about the individual performances in it? Um, I think it's, to answer your question, no, I don't think this was the best halftime performance. I can't put this over Prince. I can't yeah. put this over Michael Jackson. In, yeah, so uh, I would probably put over Beyonce. I would, to be honest, man, I don't think I'll put it over Beyonce, man. I think that Beyonce, it was a really good show, man. She, she's a really good performer. So I don't think it was better than that. But I do think this is a probably one of the most important halftime shows for the simple fact that it was an all hip hop show. Uh, I don't think it, it wasn't no ratchetness. Everything flowed smooth. And I think everybody genuinely liked it. Um, I, I was happy just to see Mary J out there doing her thing. I know, you know, you, you probably don't relate to her that much. 
<laughs> or, or care for it that I was much. Surprised. I was surprised she did no more drama. Me too. Me too. I, I was thought, shocked she did. Yeah, I thought she was going to have the one song. But, um, yeah, man, I feel like everybody did a good job. Everybody kind of stayed in their role. And uh, it was just enough. It wasn't like, damn, I wish they could have did this song or more of this, more of that. But um, I thought it was dope, man. Um, it felt good to kind of see that <laughs> where <laughs> – I don't know. It was really good to see Kendrick, man. I, it, yeah. It, that, to me, that was my favorite part of the performance. I know cer- certain people didn't like that, didn't care for that part, but I thought this was the best part, man. And um, I think they executed it right, man. I think it was the perfect vibe for um, the Super Bowl being in L.A. Now, I wouldn't – look, I wouldn't say, hey, they need to do a Super Bowl. They need to do a, ha- a hip-hop halftime show every Super Bowl, I think it definitely got to make sense. And I think this was perfect with it being in L.A. So, you know, we're not from L.A., so it don't really get to my heart as much. But just imagine being somebody that grew up in L.A. and seeing, you know, the people, you know, doing the seawalk in the Dickies and all that shit. Mm-hmm. So I think that was huge for it to be on this big of a platform like that. So, um I don't know where the Super Bowl is going to be next year, but um, I think depending on what city, I think, you know, I think they need to be kind of selective on, you know, when to do a hip hop um, thing like this. So uh, if it was like Atlanta, let's say they had the Super Bowl in Atlanta, I think it would be a perfect moment to do like some Lil John, some, you know, Usher, they're kind of mixing in somewhat like this. Jermaine Dupri. But um, I really liked this, man. I, I enjoyed it. It, w- it was cool. I, I, I usually kind of get up and walk around during halftime. But mm-hmm. this one, I was actually sitting there watching. I was trying to write down all the songs. I was trying to tweet a little bit. But it was really dope, man. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, um, for clarification, Super Bowl 57 will be in Glendale, Arizona. Oh, okay, yeah, they don't need no hip-hop. So, yeah, it, no, it's going to be some random. They, yeah. they got to overcorrect for this hip-hop shit, so it's probably going to be like Garth Brooks or some shit, man. I don't know. They're yeah. going to go super white for the next one, probably. Yeah, they're going to be you, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, I don't know, because this was, uh, I think, one of the highest Super Bowls in a while. Um, the ratings were really good, and I'm sure that's for a lot of reasons. It being in L.A., yeah. it, I mean, the teams weren't a huge attraction. I mean, L.A. don't really get up for the Rams like that. They've barely even been there. And, I mean, Cincinnati is a small, small place. so They wasn't you know, expected to really get there. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, the but the ratings were really good. I think the halftime show was a lot had a lot to do with it, man. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people who did not give a shit about football at all. But then I'm gonna watch that halftime show. Yeah. So maybe the league take notes and they're like, okay, we need to get away from the fucking Aerosmith and shit and <laughs> yeah, and all these old ass no fucking Maroon Five, <laughs> no more of that bullshit. They're like, all right, let's, let's bring Big Boy from Outcast out during the Maroon yeah. Five. That help. Make make the blackies happy. Yeah, let's bring know? Missy Elliott out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so maybe they learn from this and say, hey, maybe we got to get more urban shit. Maybe we got to get something, you know, from the past that a lot of people liked. 
And I don't know. I, I have no idea who they would go to next. I would rather the next hip hop act be a solo act and not like five legends mushed into one. Yeah. But hey, somebody had to break the door down. So yeah. disrespect to them. Yeah. Eminem and Kendrick could have done it on their own, I feel. But yeah. breaking the door down. Hopefully this means more of this in the future. Um, as far as the performance itself, I thought it was good, man. Like, I, I had a smile on my face for pretty much the whole thing. <laughs> I enjoyed it. it. It was fun to see. I, I let the hater in me go for a while. <laughs> and I was finally just in the moment enjoying it, man. And I watched it again. And I'm like, it was a good show. It's a good performance. There were things about it that bothered me. Uh -oh. um, Kendrick was pussy for censoring himself, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Kendrick was pussy for deleting the popo part. <laughs> he was, man. I gotta say, like that—that that was pussy of him. Like, dog. <laughs> if if Dr. J can say still not loving police, yeah, and now is okay, but but we hate popo. They want to kill us down the street for show. That oh, man, yeah. <laughs> he he was pussy for that because <laughs> dog he's Kendrick. I can see yeah. Drake censoring something like that, but Kendrick is supposed to be like that young rebellious, don't yeah. give a fuck now, hip hop personality. Now I wonder if because obviously um, they probably had to talk to somebody to you know peep everything out. Do you think it's a possibility that they were cool with Dr. Dre saying still not loving police? Yeah. And you know Kendra's verse, they probably was like, ah, nah, we need to, yeah, yeah, take that out, or you can't do this song. No, that's exactly what happened. Um, Dr. Dre did a interview with TMZ, and they <laughs> asked him about it. Like, did they ask you to censor anything, or because there was confusion about um, Eminem's kneeling uh, right mm -hmm. after it happened, or before it happened, even? Um, apparently, there was a story circulating that. The NFL asked Eminem not to kneel during the performance, but he did it anyway, like as a yeah. rebellious act to stand <laughs> with Colin Kaepernick and other affected minorities. But then it came out later on that the NFL actually knew about it and they were okay with it. Man, so, side note, I ain't even see him kneel the first time. I didn't even notice that's what I he know, was doing. If I wasn't on social media... I probably wouldn't even realize it, man, because I, I seen something. I'm like, did he? I had to, you know, go back and look. But I wasn't yeah. even paying attention. I didn't even notice. Yeah, it, it was done in a way that I didn't even realize that's what he was doing. I just thought he was, that was just how he ended his song. Like, Mary J. Blige falling down after she did her song made no sense either. Yeah. That's just what they were doing. Yeah, exactly. He said hanging upside down made no sense. Yeah, I know he did it for the video, but that was 20 years ago. Yeah. So I just thought they were just doing shit. Mm -hmm. I didn't know he was kneeling as a, a sign of protest <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently that's what he meant by it. Yeah. And yeah, it, it was very cheesy. I don't know if that was his team trying to put out, hey, Make sure they know that the NFL said not to do this, so they know I'm being rebellious. And like, I know I'm going off on a tangent, but I got to get this out, man. Eminem has been desperate to be in the good graces of black people for a while now, man. I got to say, dog, that Eminem, that uh, BET freestyle he did, remember yeah. in the parking lot with a bunch of black people? Yeah, he was uh, talking shit about talking Donald shit. Trump. Yeah. 
and Donald Trump didn't even care. Yeah, I don't think Donald nobody Trump really cared. To, he, the, Donald the, Trump responded to everybody who talks shit. Yeah, he 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 put ASAP Rocky in a tweet. Yeah, he called out Chance the Rapper. Yeah, LeBron, Jamel Hill, LeBron. Yeah, but he had nothing to say to Eminem, and that entire thing was embarrassing for Eminem. But I feel like he's kind of been desperate to get that attention. Like Eminem's still super popular. He can yeah. drop a, a surprise album tomorrow and do a and million. It'll probably be like number one or two. Yeah. In the Billboard, mm-hmm. out of nowhere, with no promotion or anything. Yeah. That's just how popular he is. But he wants to be like in good graces with <laughs> black people again, man. So he does these things, and it comes off as kind of cheesy. The kneeling thing was. Man, <laughs> no, but like, what what was that supposed to symbolize? Yeah, during a halftime show, like the point was that it happened during a national anthem. Yeah, you're supposed to be. Yeah, maybe if People... you did it on top of an American flag, I would get that. But yeah. you just kneel down during the song. It, it's kind of like people don't really understand that kneeling is just a prop. Yes, it, it have nothing to do with and it. it, it it's 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 trying to show respect a little bit, but it's not like hey, let's kneel anywhere. People know what this mean. <laughs> as it's not, it's not really that. It's refusing <laughs> to stand, right? Yes. It's re- it refusing because remember, what we call it, um, Colin Kaepernick was sitting down. <laughs> yeah, at first, he yeah, talked to a military guy, and he said it would be more, it would be better if you just kneel. More respect if you kneel. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's it's like it's not like kneeling is for you know to help black people you know inequality and all that shit he just did that so it could show a little more respect for the troops and saying this is not about the you know the military <laughs> so i just don't understand how that's that's the other part that i know we ain't gotta go through all of this shit we talked yeah. about this shit like five years ago but mm-hmm. just the part that bothered me is like why are y'all so upset about the kneeling part <laughs> Like, people was just so, you know, focused on that part. It's like, who give a fuck about the kneeling part? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I, I don't know, man. I just don't understand, you know. Man, I mean, maybe he want to get it off. Maybe he he just felt better in his heart to, to do that. I don't know. He wanted people to say, wow, look at our ally here, Eminem. Maybe I was wrong about his music being garbage. Look, he's standing, he's on the side. Like, we know you fuck with black people, Eminem. <laughs> you put on some shitty rappers just <laughs> just because they were your friends back in the day in Detroit. So, like, we know. But things like this, I don't know, man. It, it just came off as cheesy. I'm sure his intentions were good. I'm sure he meant, I'm sure, like, he understands what these things mean for black people. But his attempt at trying to show solidarity and allyship was completely contrived and corny. He did not need to do it. And the leaked story about the NFL not wanting him to do it, but he did anyway, was yeah. clearly something put out by him or his team. Yeah, like it's, it yeah. was a mess. Yeah, I, I, and and two, this is kind of troublesome because it's like, damn, are you out? Are is he outside? <laughs> because no. this it seemed like this is something you probably would have d- done back in 2017, 2018, somewhere around there. But I think a lot of people are past kneeling. Like Jay-Z said, and the niggas yeah. killed him for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but you don't re- that's not really a topic right now, man. 
And nobody, still to this day, nobody talked about it after he did it. So I just don't really understand it, man. We haven't talked about that since 2020. <laughs> and it's like, damn, bro, you know, we passed, we kind of, you know, looking elsewhere, right? Like, this it not. Became, it became corny when the owners started doing it, when Jerry Jones turned it into a photo op, yeah. when people were doing it just to do it. Yeah. without any kind of meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's been played out, dog. Yeah. Nobody kneels for the anthem anymore, and it's not just because they don't believe that America has racial, you know, history and abuses and people in power who are racist. You know, the same problems exist now, but kneeling is a played-out way to show it. Yeah. So. I think I think the thing is, I think we all having a conversation because I think from the beginning... Kaepernick wanted to have the conversation mm-hmm. and nobody was really talking about it like that. Well, I think we've been talking about it for like two years now. <laughs> so yeah. it's not like, hey, hey, we need to talk about racial equality. Yeah. Like, uh, we've been talking about that for a long time, man. So what's so I think people are over the kneeling part. Like we're we're having the conversation. It's not like people don't trying to sweep it under the rug or not really want to talk about we've been talking about it for a long time so i think you could just you could start the conversation again with in a tweet or something or yeah. interview and you don't have to kneel i mean or you could just flat out say hey you know people black people are being um done wrong in this country you, you know it's other ways you could do it <laughs> yeah yeah no i agree man and uh yeah it, it just yeah that 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 once I realized that's what he was doing, it annoyed me. <laughs> but that that aside, it didn't it didn't sour the halftime show for me, man. It was still a good show. Like it was good to see because even in my era, you know, we would never growing up. Hip hop was bigger than it had ever been mm-hmm. in the early '90s. But I, we still never thought, you know, we'd have Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg in the halftime show yeah. at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like nobody ever pictured that back in like 94, 95, man. So it, it was good to see. Um, and and yeah, they broke the door down. Hopefully more opportunities like that come in the future. We have better halftime shows that people actually want to stick around and watch. Mm-hmm. And not just, you know, the, the weekend shit was I already forgot about that weekend halftime yeah, show. Yeah, it was very forgettable. <laughs> to me... That was the most forgettable halftime show of all time, maybe. It, it was. It was. I think for the simple fact that it's a current artist, mm-hmm. and so he playing a lot of current music. So it's like, okay, that's cool. All right, all right. And then that's it. Like, gone, forgotten. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 until I saw some pictures of it before the halftime show, I forgot he even did the halftime show. Yeah. And in his last album, flop. So yeah, it ain't been. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't I, know if he got that stimulus package from the Super Bowl, but yeah, man. All in all, good show. Um, and yeah, lived up to expectation. I would say, uh, people call Fifty Cent fat. Which I think was kind of unfair. Like, man, yeah. he's forty six years old. Yeah, uh, come people on, people man. was comparing the the video to him now it's like yes uh, that video was 20 years ago man yes let's look at you from 2001 and you in 2020 yeah 2022 yeah see how you look (laughs) yeah so So, yeah people i mean i know twitter gonna joke and all that shit but i'm like man this dude still be in the gym 
Don't get it. It ain't like he overweight or some shit. Like he was just it just showed the video of him in the gym. He just ain't he just ain't small and cut like he was twenty years ago. Yeah, I mean, and he also lives in Houston now. Yeah. He's actually going to be at Specs on Bissonette this weekend. So, oh shit! Any of y'all want to see Fifty Cent? He going to be there. Um, but yeah, he lives in Houston now, man. So you know he eating good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the issue came is because they had this motherfucker Dwayne the Rock Johnson doing uh, yeah. the whole little pregame show. Yeah, He's 49. I'm going to ask you about that, man. How did you feel when you first saw him? Saw you saw the camera pan to him. I was like, oh, no. it looked like it was an episode of WWE, <laughs> like he was in the ring. Rem- Finally. Rem- re- yeah, remember when you used to watch wrestling and it'd be a commercial yeah. and then flip to the rock and backstage and everybody started screaming and hollering and he's sitting there like, <laughs> Finally. The rock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's Josh, what it felt it like. me. It reminded me of the XFL because they actually had his ass go out there. I think it was the first game of the XFL, too. They mm. had The Rock go out there and, and cut a promo about the XFL starting. And I felt like, is this the XFL part two? <laughs> what, is, what is Dwayne with his fucking comically small waist and comically huge fucking chest and biceps doing out here, man? But yeah, yeah. that did make 50 Cent look kind of worse in retrospect because, yeah, he's 49. Yeah, <laughs> and he looks like that. So fifty cent forty six look like that. People, I guess, have unrealistic expectations of what your mid forties looks like. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, how did you feel about when you seen the rock though? How you feel about his performance? Like this cloud chasing asshole. Of course, he's gonna be in a Super Bowl. Look, look fool, man. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is, like, I was a fan of the Rock when he was wrestling. <laughs> I was happy to see him do movies and shit, but this fool is just a clout chasing asshole, man. Like he always got to be in the mix of something. He always got to same. Oh, I had seven dollars growing up. Like motherfucker, your your dad was a famous wrestler, and you had an easy way into the WWE. He worked for everything he had. Don't get me wrong, probably the mm. hardest working man in America. Yeah, he does fifteen movies at the same time, and he works out every single day. Yeah, but still, like his. I don't know, it's just cheesing to me now, man. Like, this whole, this goofy-ass character he got going on now. I'm tired of seeing him in everything. I'm tired of seeing him being a clout-chasing type of dude who got got a comment. I don't know. He's like, he's kind of like LeBron. <laughs> like, The Rock is a lot like LeBron. How LeBron, he, he always got to make himself part of the discussion. Like how when the Rams won, LeBron wants to do a joint yeah, <laughs> parade <laughs> with the Lakers and the Dodgers, like this. That that's like the Rock, man. Like the Rock always got to uh, uh, bring bring himself into some kind of conversation. He's doing in the name movies now, so we got to talk about in like he, he always just got to be in the mix, man. Yeah, got to pumping his shitty tequila. Like I'm sick of him, man. I, I'm sick of this dude. Dog. He, he he's just everywhere you look. This fool is on the TV screen or on the movie screen. Like man, give it a rest. Do you Movies feel, are ass. Do you do you feel like his uh, movie career and the, the clout chasing shit he do kind of fucked up his image a little bit? No, not right. at all. Okay. Like most people like him, man. Most, like I'm the outlier that don't like him. <laughs> I feel like most people actually really like The Rock. <laughs> um. But yeah, I just get tired of him, man. I get tired of these cheesy, like every event he got to be 
promoting his liquor and talking about, you know, he was teasing about, hey, maybe I'll play any at XFL. Like, <laughs> you would not pass a drug test, number one, so don't even start. <laughs> but, like, just things like that annoy me. And yeah. like I said, I was a huge fan of The Rock growing up. But mm-hmm. he, just, he, he seems to be everywhere, and his movies stink. <laughs> I wish they were good, but they aren't. Yeah. And it's just he 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 aims to be the most inoffensive person ever. Yeah. Every interview you see him in, he gives the most generic ass, boring ass answers because he probably wants to run for president one day. Oh, so <laughs> he tries to be as politically neutral on everything as possible. Yeah. And it's super annoying, man. He also gets really upset when his movies flop and he thinks it's uh everybody else's fault. <laughs> like people shitted on one I think Jumanji people shitted on it and he got really upset he was responding to people in Instagram comments oh damn like, Dog. I ain't know that <laughs> yeah he got really upset about that and it's like man so yeah <laughs> he, he's pointing to me but no I think a lot of people still like him man I think he's gonna come back to WWE pretty soon and fight his uh, cousin Roman Reigns who's super hot over there as well mm. and then he'll even do movies too and we'll have two fucking corny cloud chasers in hollywood and yeah. it'll never end yeah that's that's like the wrestling wrestling um i guess goals as a wwe no. wrestler it's like because we've seen it with john cena mm-hmm. like you try to be that one guy that batista ever, too batista yeah you've seen a whole bunch of people and then they leave and do movies and they can't be nothing but a fucking uh Sheriff or some bullshit <laughs> because they're so goddamn cocky. But how many times the Rock had to play some type of security guard or sheriff yeah. or cop or some shit? Like that's all they can play. Like a, <laughs> they try to Arnold Schwarzenegger him when he's like, okay, he's an archaeologist. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here, dog. Like, yeah. all right, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, where was I? Oh yeah. No, the, the, the Rock was whatever. The, I mean, it, it was whatever, man. I'm just not surprised yeah. he did it. I, I think was, he was posting stuff on, before the game too, so I mm. knew something was coming. So yeah. yeah was, the only thing whatever. I wish I wish he could have dropped in a candy ass or some shit. Oh yeah. I would have been hyped in. <laughs> like uh, oh. they wouldn't let him do that. They, yeah. they, they just let him borrow just enough that he wouldn't get sued by the WWE. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I because forgot I'm about sure that. There's yeah. certain things he could not say about the Rock. I think he's actually able to use the name the Rock. They they work something out contractually, but yeah, yeah I'm sure he can't use certain catchphrases or things. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but it was what it was, man. I'm not surprised this fool went out there and cut a promo. <laughs> those like fucking whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. other things that happened this week. Um, we have got to talk about the also long awaited uh, Kanye West documentary part one just dropped on Netflix it's called Genius mm-hmm. um, it is a documentary shot by uh, one of Kanye's closest friends Cuddy not Kid Cuddy it's Cootie or I think it's <laughs> Cootie how you pronounce it Cootie yeah Cootie Cootie yeah um, and yeah it's about an hour and 30 minutes long Longer than I thought it would be for a three-parter. But yeah, it basically chronicles uh, Kanye pretty much right after he moved from from, uh, Chicago to New York. Mm -hmm. And he had just uh, did some beats for Jay-Z for the Blueprint. He was just starting to get his name out there as a producer. 
and he is chasing his rap dream in this. And you see him at a young age. Um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of rappers from that time in there. Most Def, Talib Kweli, um, Scarface is in it as well. A lot of footage we've seen before, but didn't know the context for. You will see the context in here. Yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah, he is basically chronicling him trying to get a deal as a rapper, while everybody is kind of just seeing him as a producer, and he's trying to break out of that mold. Yeah. So, uh. With that being said, Figgy, I know you've seen most of it. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts of Genius Part 1 on Netflix? I liked it a lot, man, for the simple fact that I could tell um, this was genuine. It wasn't like Kanye was, you know, this this wasn't like Kanye making an album and he got all, it, all of his hands on it. Um, you could tell this was super early on and... Um, I don't know. When you watch this, you could tell Kanye was like, I can't sit here and say Kanye changed. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, how you can see a lot of people and say, oh, he was nice then, but now he's an asshole or yeah. he's just so arrogant. He was arrogant then. <laughs> he was super arrogant. And um, because the way people was turning him down, you would have thought maybe he shouldn't rap. Maybe he like you know maybe I'm not that good so and so didn't leave. but he was walking around like yeah yeah I do beats too but no check this shit out right here and it's like damn like he was like super cocky like he knew the shit was hot <laughs> and that's exactly how he is now man so it's not even surprising it, uh, then it was you know looking at the old videos it wasn't like damn um. May, I can't wait till I uh, maybe I hope I get on one day or I hope I guess he was just knew he was about to get signed. He was just trying to, you know, make it happen now. And um, it was kind of a good feeling. It was a little motivating a little bit because it's like, damn, this dude actually came from somewhere because a lot of a lot of artists you see musicians, actors, actresses, you know, they came from a wealthy family <laughs> and him. You could tell he was, you know he kind of came from the struggle and um, and how he just, you know, picked up and moved to New York and, you know, going into these, you know, label offices and stuff like that. So it was, it was a little motivating, man. It's good to see this type of Kanye. This is, it, it, it was, it was really cool. I kind of teared up a little bit when I seen Mama Donda. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was that just, was a really good scene. Yeah. I was just like, Oh damn. Like you could tell that was his, you know, that was his love. And, uh, it made sense why he made the song dear mama and you know, stuff like that. Or Hey mama. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this a lot. My wife, she, she watched it with me. She's, she's not a Kanye fan at all. She can't stand him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> she never cared for his music. <laughs> and, um, she actually enjoyed it. <laughs> She, she she was actually into it. And I think the more people that see this, maybe they could, you know, understand Kanye a little more and probably respect him a little more. Because now I feel like it's a little low, low hanging fruit because it's like, oh, he's with Kim Kardashian. And, oh, Kanye's just a diva. Kanye's just this. So it's easy to, you know, pick out the shit that he does now that he's a fucking superstar. Mm-hmm. But... You know, when you see stuff like this, it, it kind of make you respect him a little more to me. I always respected Kanye, but 
seeing this, it's like, damn, this was like a talent, a super talented dude that was just trying to get his chance. <laughs> and um, I think it's a, I think it was um, super dope. Uh, I found it funny seeing on Twitter how Jay Z became like this bad person. Yeah, gonna <laughs> be number one now. Yeah, that didn't want him. Uh, didn't want to. Didn't really care for his music. Didn't want to sign him and wanted to keep him down and all that stuff. Um, I don't. Know, I thought it was kind of look. Sometimes a lot of a, a lot of people miss good talent, man. Sometimes you don't see it in that moment. I'm sure if he had any idea Kanye was gonna be how he is now. He probably would have been signed them and probably put him in front. <laughs> but you had no idea, you know. It was 2002, man. Rap was not that. Yeah. There's no reason to believe Kanye was going to pop off in 2002. Yeah. How rap was. Yeah, you had no idea, man. So I can't, you know, I think the joke's funny, but I'm not looking at Jay-Z like he a fucked up person because, you know, he missed a lot of time. He signed a lot. Of, he signed Old Dirty Bastard to uh, to um, Rockefeller, man, mm-hmm. and that didn't work out right. He signed MOP at some point. That didn't really work out right. So, you know, he had a vision. He just, I just think nobody saw Kanye. Everybody saw him as a producer, and somebody made some cool songs and stuff. But nobody knew his career would be like this. So. um yeah, but outside of that, man, I enjoyed it so far. I think it's three. Is it three parts? Yeah, it's three parts. Yeah, so uh, I really enjoyed this a lot, man. I like seeing people that are great like this. Um, I like seeing their documentaries. That's kind of where I guess that had nothing to do with them. I don't, like I don't want Kanye having his hand in it and trying to do this, trying to do that, and. I like genuine um, documentaries where the artists don't have nothing to do with it because it kind of show their true self instead of, you know, being all doctored up and, you know, no, I'll take this. I, I don't want this to look like the NWA movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, I really enjoyed this about it. And uh, it's kind of motivating, man. <laughs> I know right now it's a different day, different age. So we can't just walk into a record label. And say, here, play play my song. That those days are over. <laughs> but um it was very motivating, man. This dude, you know, a lot of people told him, you know, nah, just stick to producing. And this dude said, nah, he kept going out and doing this thing. He and he had his he pretty much had his album ready. So I, I like it, man. I enjoyed it. Yeah, man, I agree. Um, I'll admit I didn't know what this documentary was gonna be really going into it. I didn't really watch a whole lot of the pre-release stuff or trailers. I figured it was going to be like Kanye during the making of Donda. And then they were going to play like some clips from back in the day. Mm. I didn't know it was going to start and be just basically back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually like that a lot, man. Um, It is, it's very rare to get video of that era or any era before, like people take advantage of the fact that we got cell phones and everything now is being documented. Yeah. You know, we're, we're going to instantly know looking back 20 years from now, what life was like in 2022, 2022 or 2023 or 2021, Mm because everything's being recorded. Yeah. But back then 
unless you were shooting a movie or something, nothing got recorded. So yeah. it was only to, it was only one of fucking fifty people that had a yeah. camcorder. <laughs> yes, and you have to lug around this big ass camera yeah. and record, and only you could only have so much space to do it yeah. before your tape ran out. Yeah. So to actually for him to have the foresight to say and credit goes to uh cootie too because for him to have the foresight to say hey i know this guy is going to be great i should document this mm-hmm. and then uplift his whole uproot his whole life move yeah. to new york and then just start recording this guy in every part of his life mm-hmm. is is that's a lot of faith man and that's he he saw the vision clearly yeah. and we're all like imagine if he didn't do this we wouldn't have no record of this era of Kanye's life. Like, yeah, he's rapped about it. Yeah. But, you know, he says a lot of shit that he exaggerates about. So we wouldn't know if any of it was true. Mm-hmm. But now we have, they'd like, everything he said basically at this time was true. People did shit on him. People <laughs> did try to play him. Yeah. People did only see him as a producer and not really want him to see, succeed as a rapper. Yeah. So, nah, it, it's really good, man. I actually really surprised at how much I liked it. <laughs> Um, it was a great time capsule, especially if you're a hip hop fan, man. If you're a hip hop fan, you're going to love this documentary, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, like just seeing everybody at that time, seeing the inside of Rockefeller offices. Yeah. Which looked a lot messier than I thought it would. Yeah, it was not clean at all, man. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like some the way they rapped about Rockefeller and Rockefeller offices. Yeah. I figured it was going to be like some super tight knit pristine clean office like dog it looked like a radio station up in there man a bunch of posters and shit everywhere it was kind of messy man yeah but uh I, I knew i figured it was messy after i heard cameron talking about the office how he um i think it was i think it was cameron how they wanted a, some type of office or something for Dipset. Yeah. And they pretty much cleaned out a closet and made it into an office or some shit. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> how could you do something like that? <laughs> like, I thought that was wild. I'm like, damn. So they just moved some shit out of a, a, a little closet and took a desk and all that shit. I'm like, damn. And they, they yeah. fucking in the Carter or something? <laughs> <laughs> but it yeah, makes those sense. Those offices were a mess, man. It, lo- it looked like, look. I mean, it was what it was, but yeah, it was kind of a mess. But yeah, it was great to see these things, man. It was great to see young Dame Dash believing in Kanye. Uh, we didn't see a whole lot of Jay. Jay was kind of like a mysterious figure in yeah. the documentary. You know, Kanye talked about, you know, showing him Ace to the Izzo yeah. and all the other beats. He talked about that with his mother. And so, yeah, but he was like a mysterious figure that we only saw in the background, really. Or yeah. in passing, and I thought that was kind of dope, actually. Yeah, I don't want Jay Z to be the main man, the exactly. main talking point in this. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so yeah, it, I mean, I thought it was really good, man. It was great to see, you know, a lot of uh, and a few things look suspect to me now after seeing this. Like after seeing this, I don't like how Kanye talked about Talib really on that drink champs. Yeah, I don't like it now, man, because. <laughs> Talib was one of the few people who believed in Kanye as a rapper mm. back when nobody else did. Yeah. They show footage of him and most deaf. Like, and he's, you know, they're jamming. Was he's there. rapping with them. Mm-hmm. And then Talib has his show. They were trying to get him signed to Rockus, which was their label. Ruckus, and yeah. it didn't work out. 
but they were trying to get him signed to their label as a rapper. And then Talib has his show and he brings out Kanye to rap. Yeah. And it's like yep. nobody from Rockefeller was doing that for him. Yep. Mm-hmm. But then he goes on Drink Champs just because he's mad that Talib shitted on him for the Trump stuff, which everybody shitted on him for the Trump stuff. Yeah. And he said, I never liked how Talib rapped ever. Yeah. I didn't like I don't like that <laughs> now, man, because this this is your one of your day ones, man. This is somebody who believed in you. Yeah. And, and you just gonna shit on and dog him out because yeah. of some shit that happened because of your political affiliation. So yeah, I don't like that now. But the documentary is really good. You said it was inspiring. It definitely is inspiring, man, because this is the guy you see him and he looks delusional. Yeah. In the moment. Mm-hmm. He's in the middle of Times Square. Nobody knows who the fuck he is. Yeah, he's talking like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm on MTV tonight. Yeah, like I'm the shit. Y'all gonna know me soon. Yeah, and, and he looks like a crazy person. Yeah, and it's crazy because I mentioned how how he that that scene when he was in the middle of Times Square. I'm like, damn. When was the last time Kanye was just in the middle of Times Square yes, and without, nobody cared? Yeah, looking like a normal person. Like he could never do that again, man. And he, it was there. It was like it was like fucking seeing Michael Jackson in Times Square, just walking around as a normal person. Like that, that, that probably never happened to be honest. Since he's been a yep. famous since he was in the Jackson Five, but yeah, that's just so. That was so weird to see, man. And to show you how high we think of Kanye at this point, or how how high he is, where we was like, damn, he walking around Times Square looking like a regular person. <laughs> And nobody cared. Nobody knew who he was, man. Mm-hmm. And now he could not even dream of doing that. He would get <laughs> mobbed instantly. So, yeah. like, yeah, man, it really true. Like, if you believe it, this really makes you think that if you believe it, you can achieve it. Because he, you see him when he, you know, is not nearly what he is now. Yeah. But he knew he was going to get there. Yeah. And he was going to do it by any means, man. Yeah. So, just just yeah. imagine you, you work at a radio station. Me, I work at a radio station. Just imagine we sitting here and somebody randomly come in and say, hey, uh, I want you to check out what I got going on and play it. They rap in front of you and you, yeah. and you like, okay. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah, that's not bad, man. That's cool. And then he go on down the hallway and, you know, he he played the music for them and it's kind of like, what the fuck is this dude? Like he, mm-hmm. it's not like a, hey, I need your opinion. Let me, it was like, hey, I got this new song. It's hot. Check me, uh, check me out, blah 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 blah. It's like he knew this shit was hot, <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's like y'all need to, somebody need to sign me. Who do I talk to? It, it that was his whole way. Like I could never, I don't have the confidence like that, man. And yeah. he did. He 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 had that confidence and still have that confidence, man. Like mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, it got work. It got bad to the point where he just get a regular white Gillen T shirt. And say, hey, yeah. this the hottest thing ever. I mean, that's him. He, he was doing the dollars plus tax. Yeah, he was doing the same shit. He was doing the same shit in this documentary, pretty much, but it was on a lower scale with his music. But uh, yeah, man, I don't think he changed at all. <laughs> he 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 kind of you know when you watch this doc, it's kind of like, oh, I kind of see, you know, he he still act the same. To be honest, he just rich. And probably no, more stress. Man. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I'm gonna bring up that point that you just brought. You referred you you referred to 
Um, because there is a scene, it's going viral on social media now where Kanye goes to Rockefeller offices, he plays all falls down for I think who was the marketing director of Rockefeller, mm-hmm. who then later became like a president of Rock Nation, I think, <laughs> at, after a while. Uh, but you can, and he plays it for somebody else too, and you can clearly see like they're not feeling it, yeah, they don't really care about it or care for it. Mm-hmm. And Kanye kind of walks away looking a little embarrassed. You know, he plays it. He's rapping like he believes that it's hot, like mm-hmm. you said. And everybody else is kind of playing him or like, yeah. Yeah. They're not mm-hmm. giving any kind of reaction to it. Yeah. And I see everybody talking about C. And look, fair point. It's these people's jobs to recognize what's going to be the next hot thing in music. Yeah. And they clearly failed there. Because that was a huge hit for Kanye, and they got the first listen, and they didn't know what the fuck it was. Yeah. So clearly tells you that they're not the best at seeing where the future is headed in music. But also, I got to call out, man, most niggas don't know a song is hot unless they hear it hyped up. Yeah. You know, imagine somebody just hits you up on the street and played you, like Lil Baby, before he became Lil Baby, played you uh, a Yes Indeed. Mm-hmm. You would probably be like, okay, it's it's alright, yeah. But but then you, when you hear it, it on a much larger level, when everybody's hyping this new artist up, little baby, yeah. Then you, uh, clearly the first time you listen to it, you're like, okay, this is hot. Yep. But most of us are followers, man. If you yep. if you heard whatever hit is on the radio now, number one, when it was first being recorded, and somebody just randomly came up to you and played it. You would not say this is the next big thing. Yeah. You would probably be like, okay, it's cool. But mm-hmm. you would not react like, okay, we gotta get this out, man. This is the next shit. You you got next. We don't we don't see regular people like that, man. So all these people acting like, oh, if they played me all falls down, I would have went crazy. Man, no, you wouldn't know. Yeah. You, you might have shitted on it. Yeah. And remember, this was 2002. Yes, like it wasn't a lot of shit like this around because the I re- song was unmastered. Like it was yeah. a very rough sounding demo version. Yep, yep, and um, yeah, man, I, yeah. When people say that, it's kind of like, all right, man, because we actually talked about this on this podcast. How you know, um, shit hit different when you listen to in, in when you in the studio session. Yeah, and because we we all you know we we you know we grade these songs qualified or pit pen. And, you know, we giving it from a point of being a fan, what we like, what we don't like. But if we were in the studio as they were making these songs, let's say you wasn't a fan of the Migos album at all. If we were in the studio and they bumping this shit, this shit loud as fuck, it's crowded, women dancing, we might be like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, this shit yeah. hard. This is about to be the album of the year. We might, oh, shit. <laughs> but, you know, it don't hit, you know, it don't hit. It don't hit the same when somebody that's unknown just playing some shit from a phone or a CD or something like that. So you honestly don't know. I think. I think. Um. I. I don't really fault them for that uh, when Kanye playing a song and they missed it, because first of all, they 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 probably was doing something else and some random nigga just walk in the office mm-hmm. performing. I, like how many times somebody probably did that. It, it pro- they probably came across a whole bunch of artists, and then second, during that time, it was a certain formula. You look for somebody with a certain image, 
So you probably was, you probably was looking at people like a uh you your your t the the person the artist you probably looking for is somebody that's a lyricist. So you're looking for probably somebody like a Joe Button who could just rap all day long, who could just got bars, bars, bars. And you you kind of groom them to make a club song or R&B song, so, something like that. What Kanye was playing was not like the traditional type of song. That was something that was, you know, it wasn't a street song. It wasn't a love song. It, it You know, I don't even know what type of song it was. I can't even explain that. But, um, yeah, it wasn't like that. This was 2002. Like, I wish I could just look up all the songs that was hot in 2002 to just kind of explain to people, like, yeah, that probably, you know, they probably didn't see the vision at that time. Maybe it was ahead of its time. So, um, yeah, man, I don't, I don't blame the people for that. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do I do feel like they, um, you know, they were using his beats. Like, mm-hmm. like if I, you know, Jay-Z, all these different artists, they were using his beats, so... I think they should have um, at least considered, like, hmm, maybe let's let's try something. Man. Let's try something. I think they could have at least stepped outside the box a little bit because you already got the nigga here, and he, you know, he he produces some bangers. So fuck it, let's see what he could do with the album. Let's, you know, he got an album already. Let's let's throw it out there and see what it do, and let's market them. Let's try to do something different. And they eventually did, but yeah. <laughs> No, I agree. Like, if you can sign Chris and Neef, you can sign Kanye West, man. Come on now. Tierra Marie. They're giving people record deals like it was candy, dog. You you could take it a chance. Like you said, they was using his beats. Half the blueprint was Kanye beats. So Mm -hmm. why not just take a shot and see how it goes? At the very least, you got him in your studio and you can use his beats. Yep. But yeah, I don't know, man. It was strange. But yeah, uh, like I said, the documentary was very inspiring. Um, I don't know what the future parts are going to be like because this ends before he even drops his first album, before the car crash. Mm. So, and there's only three parts. So either part two and three are going to be three hours each, or there's going to they're going to be a lot of shit skipped. Yeah, because they're not even at his first album yet. And part one's over. So mm. we will see mm. how it goes. But I highly recommend it, man. Especially if you're a hip hop head like we are. Um, it's definitely worth a listen or worth a watch to see, you know, everybody back in 2002, you know, seeing most Def just depresses me, man. He was supposed <laughs> to be the GOAT, dog. Yeah. Like, what the fuck happened to most Def, man? He was supposed to be the GOAT. <laughs> he was supposed to be up there, man. He's supposed to be top five all time, dog. Seeing most Def in his prime rapping the words yeah. to two words, one of his hardest verses, man. Yeah. And yeah, it was just depressing to see. I know not just make a Yasin Bay and yeah. don't make music no more. Yeah. He he's still up there, man. I still like him, man. But yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's like one of those NBA players that should have been yes. in the conversation. <laughs> like a Tracy McGrady or something. Yeah. It's like, damn, Tracy yeah. is supposed to be the best, you know, he's supposed to win the MVP. He was supposed to be this. And, you know, it just didn't happen. <laughs> Speaking of Tracy McGrady, how do you feel about them having the verses? I don't know what this is like. I just saw yeah. they were having a basketball versus where I guess yeah. they're just going to show a highlight against Allen Iverson, Allen Iverson and T Mac. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I think they did it with um, was it DeAndre Hopkins and yeah, Jalen Ramsey? And some, yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't nah. <laughs> I see what they're trying to do, 
But nah, I'm not interested in this at all. I I see enough goddamn highlights. Yeah. <laughs> and all that shit. I don't need it. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't really care to see this. That's that's kind of strange. I don't like verses and stuff. I feel like that started from, you know, that's that's a hip hop thing where, you know, you you can't, you know, it started with rapping against each other and stuff like that. So playing music against somebody else's music that kind of makes sense right to me you don't you don't see nba players pulling up highlights like oh this highlight better than yours or let's see who had the best crossover or it just don't make sense it's saying too forced i'm not feeling that i hate when these platforms have something good going and then they try to do too much extra yeah. Like I feel the same way about the the podcast I Am Athlete mm. with Brandon Marshall and Ocho Cinco and all them, and now they broke that whole thing up <laughs> because it became like fifteen different shows. They did a I Am NASCAR and I Am <laughs> Woman with their wives talking shit. Oh like, uh, yeah, <laughs> we we just wanted to see niggas from the league talk yeah. about the league. Yeah, <laughs> guests from the league. That's all we wanted in this yeah. podcast, man. Same no. thing with verses. I am rappers. See, I am like we wanted yeah. to see producers and rappers go at it. Singers are okay. I don't want to see no fucking fifty-year-old basketball players <laughs> reliving their highlights yeah. on Instagram, man. We don't need that, dog. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. We don't need that at all. I'm cool on that. they're doing too much with this versus shit man but speaking of versus we gotta talk about the latest one that Mm -hmm. i did not watch but um the music soul child and anthony hamilton (laughs) had a valentine's day weekend a little controversy because apparently at first this was not going to be streamed on instagram (laughs) and you're gonna have to pay for it via the uh triller app or whatever and people were upset they were like why now and why for this one (laughs) <laughs> is it suddenly costing money? But then Swiss Beats came to the rescue and said, sorry, y'all, I was out of town. Uh, but <laughs> even though he had been promoting the shit. He said, I was out the country. <laughs> he said, I was out the country, and that's why everything got messed up. But I'm back, and it's going to be on Instagram. Yeah. So it was on Instagram like usual. Um, did you see any of this, and did you care to even check it out, man? I seen some of it. I tuned in, and we talked about how they try to do too much. I tuned in at first, and it was like a DJ versus or something. It was. I'm like, what is going on here? Like, I'm like, nah, it's just too much promotion. It's kind of like you know when you get on social media uh, from the beginning, and it's you know it's cool, but then now they start putting ads in it and all this other bullshit. It's like, all right, man, like I don't need to see all this. But I did tune back to it, and I actually put it on the big TV because I didn't realize how big of a fan um, my wife is. <laughs> she oh, was wow. just like, "Oh shit, I forgot we, I forgot I was coming on." She was singing all the damn song, Anthony Hamilton too. So she she told me she said "f you" <laughs> because I told her you wasn't really a fan. She, I, I told her you, I told her you was like who listened to Anthony Hamilton. <laughs> No, but that's funny. Clearly, she do. <laughs> but, shout out to Christina too. I saw she left the hard eyes in the, on the stream. Oh man. yeah, so yeah. I wonder if she's still watching. But um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, she um she enjoyed it, man. I thought I thought it was kind of cool. 
the only thing that irritated me with that was um, the whole setup, man. Um, because it was set up kind of like a like it was two rappers. They had a regular stage, and um, I I'm I'm tired of niggas, all these niggas, random niggas on the stage, man, sitting behind the DJ and all that bullshit. Like no, like this is two R and B acts. Like have a fucking a uh, throne chair, or something. Have it where it's just them two. Like why why do you have to have all all of these random ass niggas that nobody knows on the stage and um. Towards the very end, everybody just pretty much hopped on the stage, and the stage was just full. I was just like, man, this is this is a fucking R and B concert, man. And I just didn't get it, man. I, I I'm tired of that shit, man. But outside of that, it was it was cool. Yeah, I'm shocked they had huge entourages being rapper, like being singers, man. Like I understood the locks and Dipset. Yeah, but I don't understand Anthony Hamilton music have this whole crowd on stage for no reason. That's crazy. Yeah. That, yeah, that part, that kind of bothered me a little bit because it's like, it's an R and B concert, man. Like why is all these hood ass niggas <laughs> on the stage like this? I, yeah. I, I was a little irritated. <laughs> yeah. That's strange, man. It was strange, but yeah, hopefully look, I guess versus just not going to stop despite me protesting that it needs to just end now. So hopefully we get at least some good um, matchups coming up. Uh, Nicki Minaj mentioned uh, that something might be in the works concerning her. So mm. I don't know. We'll see that I would tune in for that if it was her and Lil' Kim or something like that. But yeah. I don't know. We'll see, man. I'm starting to lose faith that they can ever top that locks and dip set versus. So they got, to, I, I think know. they got some type of deal now. So, they yeah, they gotta think of something. They, they, got, the, come they up, got the bag. That's so. shit. Why, that's why you see Tracy McGrady versus yeah. Allen Iverson highlight versus and all that shit. They gotta yeah. come up with something. Yeah, but like, who can we get today? <laughs> who who is bored enough that they'll actually do a versus? Hmm? <laughs> who ain't got nothing going on career wise? Let's do a classic rock music yeah. versus. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it's coming, man. I'm yeah, sure it's let's, coming. Let's get Nirvana. And fucking whoever the ghost of Nirvana yeah. and fucking they gonna get NSYNC and Backstreet Boys minus Justin Timberlake because he ain't gonna do it. <laughs> so it's gonna be like that's gonna NSYNC be awful, without man. Justin Timberlake versus the Backstreet Boys. That's gonna be crazy. Yeah, I think it's coming, man. I think it's coming. Uh, now we got to talk about. This damn Fresh Prince reboot, man. Oh, yeah. I I, I, I legit want to know what you think about it, man, because everybody's talking about it. Of course, we made our feelings known about this series when it was announced that it was unnecessary to use the Fresh Prince characters like this in a serious drama. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it happened. Um, It is now currently airing on Peacock. Um, And I've seen good people reacting positively to it. I've heard people say it's actually really well done and interesting and everybody who hated on it was wrong. <laughs> and we are just hated on black excellence. Same thing they wanted to say about uh, coming, coming to, to America, America. too. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who shit on it was hating on black excellence. Yeah. So I-, I do think this is probably better than that. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, 100%. Yeah. 
uh westbrook studios is that russell westbrook is he doing movies too uh i don't think so i, don't I think doubt so. that's russell yeah it'd be funny <laughs> if it was yeah uh so anyway looking at this new carlton's just cracking up, man. <laughs> he looks like what what does he have in common with carlton besides being named carlton <laughs> like these yeah. people don't even look it's two different like yeah characters. yeah it's two different characters uh, skinny Uncle Phil, like what is the point? Yeah, man? Uh, Jeffrey is Jamaica from Jamaica. Yeah, <laughs> and Je- it's funny. I I'm, I might as well get into it now. Yeah, but, go ahead, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, so it's a re- it. I, I don't even want to call it a reboot be- because it's totally different, man. It's it's not the same thing, uh, same characters, same concept, but it's more in the drama role. <laughs> so. um yeah, so Will Smith, this is more modern too. So it's not like back in the '90s, but um, yeah, you got any Uncle Phil, um, you got Hillary who's always on Instagram, <laughs> and you know little shit like that. Carlton, he's a, you know, he's not the love, he's not the lovable Carlton on you know the Fresh Prince. On this one, he's more of, uh, you know, kind of. I don't want to call him a two-faced person, but he's more of the um, kind of. I, I guess, heard he's kind of like a villain. Yeah, he's very hateable. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm talking about some Tyreek hateable <laughs> from <laughs> Tyreek from uh, Power hateable. Yeah. So um, yeah, he's he's more on drugs. He's you know uh, kind of backstabbing a little bit to get what he want, that type of thing. And I guess if you watch The Fresh Prince, maybe Carlton is kind of like that, but in a in a lovable way. But this one is way more dark, man. And I feel like if you if you don't want to see <laughs> if you don't want to see Carlton in this way, I advise you not to watch this. But outside of all of that, man, um I thought I thought it wasn't bad at all. <laughs> I thought it was actually pretty, um, it kind of sucked me in a little bit where I'm like, damn, okay. And we kind of know how the story going in and all that stuff, but it's just really interesting how, you know, they're bringing up all of these certain issues that really goes on. And it's like, damn, like Fresh Prince was a funny show. And how did they make this into, uh, you know, a serious role like that? Because if you look at the Fresh Prince, it looked like he got in one little fight and his mom got scared and he shipped in the Bel Air. That's pretty much what yeah. it was. But in this one, it was a little more serious. Like, dude, like Will Smith damn near was about to catch a gun charge and shit. <laughs> and he got, uh, you know, his parent, his, his mom sent him out to L.A. pretty much. And it's like trying to find this way. He this awkward kid, you know, in a different place. And under a bougie family a little bit, so um, it's it's really interesting to me. I think I think if you if you seen the show All American, it's it's kind of the same thing, but it's more souped up and more grittier than All American. All American is a lot of people like All American, but it's super cheesy, man. It's cliche. It's, it's super cheesy. It's like this this troubled young kid <laughs> go to live with his coach at this great school and this kid is the star of the school and you know he he just trying to find his way and all this other bullshit 
and you know his troubled past keep coming to catch up to him, and and he just want to play ball, all all his other bullshit. It's kind of like that, but it's a little more grittier. So, um, yeah, I don't think it's bad at all, man. I, I actually think, like, I know you disagree with it before, but the person who actually made the trailer, the, the, um, the young cat that made the trailer, mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of, I thought it was kind of creative. I now nah, I didn't want to make a whole show about it, but I thought it was kind of creative. If I was sitting around and I'm like, hmm, let's, how would it be if the Fresh Prince of Bel Air was dark in a drama? So I thought that was kind of creative because I didn't really think about it like that because usually, you know, they was teasing a, a Fresh Prince reboot for years. And we were like, hell no, because who going to play Will Smith? Who going to play Uncle Phil? And, you know, it got to be somebody funny and all that shit. And, it, you know, you, you obviously can't do that. <laughs> I mean, you can't remake the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air sitcom. But, um... It was actually pretty good, man. I, I I enjoyed it. I don't know if I can do th- two or three seasons of it, but it's it, I thought it was pretty good. It's just a little dark for me, man. I don't look. I don't want to see Carlton sniffing anything. <laughs> I want to see Carlton getting in trouble and scheming on people and doing fucked up shit to his own cousin. Like you you seen the Fresh Prince a bunch of times, and you see how they kind of fuck around with each other a little bit and how they crack jokes on each other and do all this tell on each other. This was like times 10, man. Like, motherfucker, uh, I guess uh, Carlton, I guess he made a call and and had somebody slip some drugs in his in Will's bag at one point and he got mm. caught with it and Will ain't know what was going Like, little shit like that to try to get him in trouble. It's just like, damn, that's kind of fucked up. You doing that to your own cousin? So it was a little rough. It was a little hard on me, man. Like, I, so the first, I, I watched the first three episodes already, but at the time I watched only two. And two, and the second episode ended like that. So I'm like, what the fuck? Like, man, I can't go to bed like this. I'm like, I got to watch the real Fresh Prince to <laughs> get some fucking laughs out or some shit. But, um, Outside of that, man, I thought it was a I thought it was a pretty good show, man. And I I thought I feel like from how it started, where it came from, I felt like they did a good job. It, it just don't look cheesy at all. You know, sometimes you know we look at the production and you could tell it was rushed and yeah. all this other stuff. Like you know, coming to America, I don't care what y'all say, it, it shit look rushed. It looked like a money yeah. grab. It looked like people ain't really want to be there. It didn't look like they took their time to do something this one it, it at least looked like they you know thought more into it instead of just making a sequel and just you know calling a day so um yeah I, I thought it i thought it wasn't that bad i still cringe a little bit because i'm a big fan of fresh prince where i'm just like man why is like why is jeffrey fucking why is he from jamaica man <laughs> and why is he and jeffrey is not like just the typical butler in this one it's like he Uncle Phil's right hand man. Like I don't know if they got some dirt together or what, but he seemed like a dude that been through a lot of shit, and he like his you know right hand guy that his right hand shooter pretty much. That's that's the kind of vibe Jeffrey is on this. <laughs> so it's not like the Jeffrey Butler <laughs> in uh, Fresh Prince. This one he like a real G. 
So it's it's kind of interesting, but I th- I think you should check it out just to see. Nah. You, ain't, you ain't gonna do it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. I might if I get bored enough. <laughs> like, I might just do it for the podcast, but I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> ugh, I'm just conceptually against it. Like, look, I'm not mad. Like, I'm happy to show people are enjoying the show. Like, fuck it. I didn't want it to be made, but now that it's out there, it's too late now. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck it. I hope it lasts a hundred seasons. I hope the cast keeps getting work. And I hope people enjoy it. Like, I hope it's good. Mm-hmm. You know, like, since it's already out there, it's already, you know, exists. Like, I feel the same way about the Cowboy Bebop Netflix show. How they, one of my favorite animes, Cowboy Bebop, they made it into a live action show. Mm-hmm. I was very much against it because I thought it was a cheesy thing to do to make a cartoon, a real thing with real people and act like it's a real TV show. But once it was made, I'm like, okay, I hope it's good. I'm not going to watch it, but. You know, I hope people enjoy it because fuck it, it already exists now. Yeah. Like, I hope this show is good and keeps being good. It's just, I'm conceptually, I, I just think it's ridiculous that they <laughs> tried to spin the Fresh Prince like this and make it a drama. But whatever. I mean, I might give it a shot, man. I don't yeah. know. I, I'll, I'll think about it. it. It's got, if I keep hearing good things about it, um, I, I might go ahead and give it a shot. But I don't yeah. Know, the man. only That's thing I'm problem. worried about, man, I don't want this to become a trend. Where it's they, too late. Where now they, they're successful. Yeah. I we told I told you, man, a yeah. different world is coming next. Yeah. I I a just different man, world's gonna yeah, be next. I don't need that, man. I just I felt like this was kind of cool and Will Smith jumped on board, but I don't want to see family matters in the drama uh, in yeah. the streets of Chicago and mm-hmm. and fucking uh Steve Urkel listening to drill music and all that bullshit. I don't need to see a different world where, you know struggles of being at an HBCU and you know and Philly and all this other shit like I don't we don't need to see that I feel like I feel like it would be better for them to just make a a, a show about being at a college and make it a drama they don't have to use we don't need to see fucking Dwayne and uh, whoever Whitley man yeah we, we don't need to have we, we doing it I know I don't, yeah <laughs> we don't need to see that man it's just I just I just hope it's not like that. I don't I want to see Martin as a drama. <laughs> like just... no, they can't do Martin without Martin. That's one thing they're not gonna do. <laughs> but the nah, dog. It's it's already too late now. That once one thing is successful, we gonna see a ton of copycats. Yeah. And now that that I think the ratings on this are probably pretty good. I'm guessing now so. This is yeah. All we're gonna see, we're gonna see a serious Full House. They already tried to bring Full House back. Yeah. And I don't think it really worked it, out, but now I'm it was actually. To be honest, I think it actually worked out. Or yeah, I didn't realize. So they brought it back on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It was like five seasons. I'm like, yeah, damn. Yeah. So because I remember I watched the first one. I watched it with my little niece or whatever. But you know, I didn't really think nothing of it. But mm-hmm. I'm like, damn. Five, it was like four or five seasons. I'm like, fuck. That shit must have been really good. That because I think Full House got like a. A, a little fan base. Yeah. I mean, the problem was that they brought it back like a sitcom. But yeah. I, I think the next one will be a serious drama with mm. um, gay men living with them, some daughters and shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be their whole story. <laughs> uh, R.I.P. to Bob Saget. Dog, this Bob Saget story sidebar is kind of crazy now, man. Yeah. Some new, my conspiracy senses are tingling now. Oh, they tried to buy NBC. 
I don't know, man. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he was trying to buy something. Maybe he was trying to buy Comedy Central. Cause uh dog. Yeah. So apparently, originally they thought they ruled that his death was accidental. Mm-hmm. Um, even though he had like he fractured his skull and his brain bled, and that's how he died. Mm. But uh some more information was released, and it basically said that like his brain was hit so hard. Like the injuries were so bad, his eye sockets were cracked. Damn. And his skull took so much damage, it was like somebody hit him with a baseball bat or he fell 20 to 30 stories onto his head. Damn. Like that's how bad his injuries were. Damn. And they said he accidentally, the police, I guess, thought he fell on a headboard. Damn. And now they're saying, because they looked at the rooms that the hotel offers that he slept in, (laughs) and they don't even have headboards. Shit, man. So it's like, but this dude was tucked in bed when they found him, and he had this massive head injury that killed him. And somehow, somehow he was able to go to sleep with this massive head injury and just died. And now the family is suing uh, for to protect and prevent the uh, some further medical information to be released. Mm. Damn. So now, whatever else they found out from this investigation, we're not going to find out unless they announce something. Damn. So what so, is going on here? Yeah. Man? So he got like an expensive insurance policy or something? I don't know, man. If, if, yeah, especially if the family don't want no more stuff to get out there. Yeah. I wonder, like, what the fuck? Like, how is this shit getting out here? This going to fuck up our money. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. The, the whole story is strange, man, because, like, I think everybody assumed it was drugs at first. Yeah. But then they said his system was clean. He hadn't been taking anything. And then this whole head injury thing came up. And now, <laughs> I don't know, man, my conspiracy senses are tingling. I think we got a new Jeffrey Epstein thing here, man. What's oh, really shit. going on? Who yeah. killed Bob Saget? See, Tab, I know you feel me, man. He said, I find that hard to believe. I've never heard anyone dying that way. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, uh, damn, we lost Rocket. Damn. Rocket, if you're listening, hop back on with us. But, yeah, man, that's crazy, man. I I, I ain't never heard that. Either. Let's bring Rocket back. There we go. Sorry about that, man. I pressed the you button. Got, and you got a little too in. excited, man. <laughs> yeah, I, dog. That dog, the government's trying to censor me. See, yeah. I'm speaking the truth. I know. And now they you better watch your bag, up. man. I do. I actually have a headboard, man, so I got to watch out. <laughs> I'm going to wake up watch, like, yeah. I'm like, Ryan had a serious head injury when he passed. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> keep cameras on me man you don't know some foul play is afoot but nah man dog that that's seriously weird man i'm starting i'm starting to worry about this bob Saget story man it's looking man. like somebody executed a hit yeah i don't know but we'll see we'll we'll keep y'all uh, updated on the new developments going on there um other things that happened oh yeah uh kodak black got shot um in los angeles before the um Super Super Bowl Bowl. and apparently he has been spotted with a walker um Mm. I don't know where he got shot uh but yeah I saw the video of the shooting I didn't see him himself get shot because it was like in a crowd and shit but I did see a video where there's an altercation 
and you see, of course, clearly Kodak Black's hair yeah. is very distinct. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know if it was a robbery attempt or what happened, but apparently he got shot and he is okay, apparently, but he has been seen with the walker. So yeah. Yeah. Prayers to Kodak Black, man. It's it been going down in LA, man. Yeah. It, it's not safe for rappers or anybody to go out there, man. I was a little worried about Super Bowl weekend. Because, you know, a lot of celebrities, a lot of rappers going out there. And, um, yeah, it's very unfortunate. I don't know what's going on, man, but it seems like a lot of these rappers are getting shot when they go out to L.A. It's yeah, I'm actually surprised it wasn't a lot worse. Me too. Over Super Bowl weekend, man, because L.A., people stunting. I know Drake had a show. Future was there. Yeah. Um, You see the video of Russell Wilson and Sierra walking out when he gets on stage. <laughs> Like, damn, it must suck to have an ex that's like super popular. Yeah. And, and y'all always around the same places. Cause think about it. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm sure they, I mean, he in the NFL. So any sports related place he go, he ain't going to see future. But any like rap show, there's but, always a but, chance. But even his music is always around. Yeah, you always going to hear too. his music somehow. I don't know if he listen to rap, but. Pushing P is everywhere and Future's on that. So imagine them getting upset when they hear Future's name or Future. Yeah. Talk about Pushing P. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know. It's funny because we actually had this conversation before. Not us, but in general. We had a conversation about, um, um, I guess, who would you you want your ex to, who would you be cool with your ex being with? That's a celebrity. Type thing because um, Nick, so Nick Cannon, um, he had breaking news, he having another baby, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, this one is with Johnny Manziel's ex wife. Mm-hmm. So it's like, damn, like she, she with somebody like Nick Cannon, like oh shit. So it's like, damn, who would you be fine with? And I said, I, I, I would not be fine with my wife or ex wife to be with any rapper. <laughs> Like, I just can't, because I'm such a fan of rap music. <laughs> I listen to rap all the time. So I can't imagine my ex <laughs> being with a rapper. And mm-hmm. I might fucking like that rap. What if it was like Future or Gucci or somebody like that? Or Drake, even or worse. Or Drake. Yeah, it's like, damn. Like, you gonna escape a Drake song. Yeah, so it's like, damn, like, I actually like this artist. Now nah, I can't fucking listen to this artist now because she with him. It's like, fuck. So that I think that's that that got to suck for Russell Wilson, man, <laughs> to kind of yeah, deal with yeah. all that bullshit. Imagine, he, he, imagine hearing you get subliminally dissed in yeah. a song that's like go, number one around the country. Yeah, or even yeah, so, or just yeah. imagine or just imagine being Sierra in this situation. It's like mm-hmm. damn, like my baby daddy is still out here hot in these streets, <laughs> and that's all you hear whenever you go somewhere. So I can't even like be in my own little world <laughs> because people always going to bring up future people always, yeah. you know, it, like, and it, I ain't bigger than him. So people always going, you know, Sierra, the future, future. That, that's, that's just how it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that's what happens when you in this celebrity entertainer culture, mm-hmm. you, know, you always run the risk that, Hey, if things don't work out, you know, yeah. y'all going to be running the same circle. Yeah. So y'all gonna see each other, and it's gonna be awkward. But yeah, it is what it is. And th- I think it was kind of immature for them to leave because of that. Like Future wasn't gonna be on forever. 
Yeah. Like he, he just came out to do a little quick guest spot on Drake's show. And yeah. he left. You know, that's kind of immature to just yeah. Leave, I'm, because I'm kind of whatever. I'm kind of wondering, like, did they have any deeper problems outside of just breaking up, and you know, maybe kids situation or something like that? Because it's like I would, like, is it that deep that they got to leave? <laughs> Where it's like, oh, he's here, got to leave. It, it ain't like it's a, a Kanye West and Kim Kardashian situation yeah. where shit might go off the hooks. Like I'm sure he probably ain't give a sh- I don't I don't think so. Maybe I don't I don't know him, but I don't think it was gonna go off the rails or something if they would have stayed in there. Yeah, nah, but Sierra has always been weird about future. I'm not gonna say it's weird because we don't know the background details of it. It could yeah. be a lot worse, but like even when she was hosting things, I think she hosted something on BET and then Future's name came up and she wouldn't even say his name. Like there there's some beef there's some deep beef between them man I, I think some things happen behind the scenes probably i'm not sure but yeah she does not fuck with future in any way shape yeah. or form <laughs> and uh <laughs> so yeah do, i don't know man do you think that couple was kind of a weird couple when you think yes, about 100 percent. because definitely look at look at uh you know the people future dated afterwards and I'm, I'm not saying they're you know artists or anything like that a lot of instagram models Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like, damn, he, you know, Lori Hart, Lori Harvey, you know, she looked good, but, you know, I don't even know what she do. But all of these different type of women, and then it's like Sierra. <laughs> so it's like, damn, like, Sierra was a hot commodity out here, man. <laughs> and it, that's the one he had a baby with. <laughs> so I, I feel like that was kind of strange a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and I also feel like they're nothing alike. Yeah, you know, I, I don't, like, I don't yeah. think any of anything about them. I think Future might have, and, and that's I think what Future is alluded to. Like he said, they try to make me Hollywood. Like, and people said that about Ciara too when she was around. Like she was too Hollywood for him, and he was just not that kind of person. But he was trying to be that kind of person. That's why his music at that time was kind of whack. And yeah. then when he broke up with her, he went on his legendary run of all those mixtapes and albums. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I don't know. It was a weird. It was a weird couple, though. I always thought that was a, a weird. I mean, Future and Sierra was just yeah. random as hell. But it was hey, that's Hollywood, man. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I think Russell and Sierra are happy now. So yeah, yeah that's they're 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 the the textbook corny nigga with the fine bitch. <laughs> yeah, she she got her she got her hood nigga with the baby. Yeah. So she good. She 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 living her dream now, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People making songs about her, Sierra's prayer. So everybody, everybody <laughs> want a Russell Wilson now, man. See, they tired of these futures, these toxic men. <laughs> uh, what else? We did mention Kanye dropping his next album, Donda Two, on this two hundred dollars stem player. <laughs> um, are you gonna pay two hundred dollars to hear Donda Two, Figgy? No. <laughs> Will it be on there uh, on the day of release? <laughs> That's the big question too. Like, there's no way Def Jam's gonna allow this. Nah, like, there's not. no there's no chance that they're actually gonna do this. I feel, um, but it it is strange. He did mention something about how artists only get paid a certain percentage of you know from streaming service, which everybody knows and yeah. with. But I don't think this is the answer. Yeah. Like, if you want to sell, like there are places Bandcamp. There are places you can sell your album. People have to buy it. Yeah. To listen to it. Yeah. Nobody's gonna want to buy this two hundred dollar piece of shit 
to listen to your album, man. Yeah. Like, it's not <laughs> gonna happen, dog. Yeah. I mean, it's not, I, actually, no, I can't say that because people definitely will. If they yeah. pay two hundred dollars for a Gildan T-shirt with <laughs> shitty graphic on it, then they definitely gonna pay two hundred dollars for a Donda too. Yeah. But no reasonable person should. Yeah. So. I, look, I, I kind of I like the idea of making something exclusive and selling it like this. Like, say what you want about the Wu Tang album. Like, I thought that was a cool idea to make one, and there was a little ahead of the time too with the NFT shit. Now, mm-hmm. now that's pretty popular. But if Kanye was to make Donda two, only one of them, and he said I'm selling this, it'd probably be more than two hundred dollars. But oh yeah, but. I'm selling this only exclusive. This this is as much as I'm making, and that's it. Like I, w- like I would totally understand it. I don't know if I probably wouldn't get it to be honest, but I will understand it. But for him to do this and then it's gonna be out on st- everywhere anyway, I just think that's crazy, man. It's, it's no point of doing all that. Nah, nah, I'm not. I'm not with that. I just wait. I still live shit. Donda one was long. Yeah. So I might as well fucking just go back to that until <laughs> Donda two drop. So back to the deluxe version. Yeah. yeah. So I ain't about to uh, you know, spend two hundred dollars for this and then I'll be disappointed. Like, nah, I'm cool. <laughs> you know what else I meant to mention during the whole discussion about Kanye's documentary? It really sucks that he is going on this mental illness tirade, man. Because this could have been the beginning of like the redemption story for Kanye. Yeah. Kanye looked really relatable in that documentary. Yeah. The first time in a long time he's looked relatable to anybody. Yeah. You know, and this could have been like the beginning of the redemption. Him saying, hey, y'all, I know I'm sorry for the Trump stuff. I'm sorry for the MAGA stuff. That was just me going through things. But here I'm making this new spiritual album to uplift the people. This could have been like, if he wanted to run for president again, this would have been a better way to do it with the documentary coming out. I'm not saying he would win. He definitely wouldn't. But if he wanted to get in the good graces of people again and fix his image, he could. He had an easy way to do it with the documentary. Yeah. But unfortunately, it happened in the middle of him beefing with his ex-wife yeah. or soon-to-be ex-wife and Pete Davidson <laughs> and posting all these memes and crazy shit on Instagram yeah. for no reason at all. And now people just look at him like a crazy person again. Yeah, I I, I think this documentary going to get overshadowed, unfortunately. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I think, be, to be honest, I think his redemption story was Donda, th- that album last year. Mm-hmm. That was the redemption story. That was the beginning of the redemption story because it's like, wow, this is actually an album everybody likes. And it sounded like he really did. He took his time on it a little bit. And, um, you know, it seemed like he was kind of hungry <laughs> on this album. So now, you know, you got the album, you promoting Donda 2. I'm sure people probably more excited about that now after, yeah. you know, the first Donda. And then just throw, throw this documentary in there. Then it's like, oh, shit. Like, damn. Like, now at that point, it's like, man, we appreciate Kanye now. It's like, forget all the bullshit at the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's like, let's give him his flowers. Because even with the uh, Drake Champs shit, a lot of people love that interview. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, like, we might get the old Kanye back. You know, everybody keep asking for the old yay. 
Like, oh, oh, I think we have the oh yeah. And mm-hmm. then and then with this documentary, it's like, oh shit, like damn. He one of the greatest of all time. You know, people gonna start throwing that out there. But this whole divorce thing and the bullshit on social media is just it's just overshadowing it now. It could have been way bigger than this. It really is, man. He could have been like how Nicki Minaj is having her own little redemption tour and people giving her her flowers now. Like this could have easily went the other way for him and been the beginning of his him rehabilitating his image and being mm-hmm. in people's good graces again. But now he still looks like a clown on social media, man. Yeah. Somebody should just take his phone and, and, and just say, hey, just chill out for a little bit, man. Yeah. But, and then yeah. and then even on top of that, people that's already against him, they're not about to watch this doc. Because they seen exactly. the they seen the bullshit that's going on already, uh, the shit TMZ posting and the the shit that they probably don't e- ain't even trying to see. They seeing mm-hmm. it and it's like I ain't about to watch no, nah, I ain't want to watch Kanye doc because he full of himself and blah 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 blah. So they already out of it. <laughs> so yeah, man, I think it's yeah, you need to chill. <laughs> I agree, man. I agree. Uh, Tab asked a question. He said, do y'all think Kim knew what she was getting herself into with Kanye when they first met? Um, I don't know. I I think she knew he was eccentric. I mean, Kanye is Kanye. Yeah. Um, I don't think she foresaw the presidential run. I don't think she foresaw some of the crazy shit he was saying about slavery. Yeah, like I some think, of the things I don't think she could even foresee, but I definitely think she knew he was kind of off in a yeah, way. I, I, yeah, I think some of the stuff he did, I don't think nobody would have seen that coming. Mm-hmm. But I think the part that she really didn't see coming was him changing, you know, into this whole Christian life type yeah, thing. Remember going to Wyoming? The, yeah, yeah, going true. to ch- yeah, going to church, and he don't want her to, you know, show her body and all this. Other, I don't think she seen that coming. I think that kind of threw her off, but she I think outside of that, I think she knew what she was getting into. Um and it's funny, somebody brought this up on Twitter, man, because you know, Kim is kind of the person that everybody kind of comf- uh in right now. They got the arm around her, oh, you know, bad Kanye type of thing. But somebody posted on Twitter like, damn, y'all act like she wasn't married four times or some shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's just like, damn, like, I'm, you know, not to put the blame on her or anything, but look, man, she, like, when somebody is married four times and married to one person for literally 72 days mm-hmm. <laughs> and broke up, it, it got with Kanye during the marriage <laughs> and ended up getting a divorce to get with Kanye, like, I don't know, I think you could kind of point all around the board. You know, I don't, you know, I can't, it's hard to sit there and say it's just one person fault. Man, because she it's everybody's because you yeah. can ask the same thing at Kanye. Like, did, what did you expect raising a family with a Kardashian? Yeah. You or, know what this life was going to be. Yeah. Or look at you, you know, messing with somebody who was married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was with somebody already. And, you you know, you kind of broke up that marriage. <laughs> the marriage is probably over anyway. But, yeah, you, you know, you was kind of part of the reason why she didn't want to be with that guy anymore. And yeah, look what he kind of knew what he was getting into as well. Yeah, and Kanye asked for the divorce. <laughs> People forget that Kanye said in that tweet storm he did, 
that uh, uh, he's been asking for a divorce from Kim ever since he heard that she went with uh, Meek Mill to talk about prison reform, quote unquote. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I so, forgot about like, that. He accused her of cheating and he said he'd been asking for the divorce. Now yeah. the divorce is going through and now you don't want it to happen. Yeah. So, hey, look, man, they're both at fault. I don't take sides and some goofy shit like this. It's like, look, they, they both knew what they were getting into. Yeah. And, and, and it didn't the, work out. It's unfortunate, but yeah. And it's rough, too, because... You know, Kim, the Kardashians and the Jenners, they got they got their arm around TMZ. That's oh yeah, that's no, they, the, they, that's they the Kardashian it. network right there. So they are pro Kardashian. So now they're anti Kanye. So they're gonna do whatever they can to destroy, make Kanye look bad. Yeah. And um, it's just unfortunate now because you see all of this bullshit now. You know, any divorce, famous or not, is messy. So now it's you're gonna see all you're gonna see everything, the curtain being, you know, flipped and laundry about to be everywhere. So I th- I thought it was gonna be kind of a clean <laughs> divorce. Because remember they was I guess they wasn't together and then we saw Yeah, seeing other people, man. Yeah. But now it's like it's it's getting petty, it's getting a little irritating, man. I'm tired of yeah. it. Nah, me too, man. Me too. I think it's getting a little too personal. These things need to happen behind closed doors. Divorce is rough enough already, man. It is. Rough on the kids, rough on the parents. And when you have this battle in public like this, it's just super cheesy. Having people pick sides like they even know what's going on behind the scenes, man. Like, it's just super annoying. So hopefully this whole thing ends soon. But who knows, man. Kanye, we will see if um apparently what three days away we'll be listening to donda 2 maybe i mean i'm not gonna pay 200 dollars for it but i'm sure it's gonna be on mega upload the same day so yeah (laughs) i mean we we will see if we actually get the album and if we actually hear it we will give our review Mm -hmm. i don't think it's gonna come out now like i just think (laughs) (laughs) he's gonna pull a kanye same way we never got jesus is king too we're not gonna get um, this or Yandi, which never came out. Either. Yeah, yeah, Yandi never came out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think we're gonna get down to two on two twenty two twenty two. But yeah. we will see. We will see. I could be wrong. Who knows? <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to talk about, Figgy? Anything else happening? Uh, I think that might be it. Let me make sure. I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. I think that about covers it for a jam packed week. Um. Oh yeah, I think on the twenty third, that new Kanye, the next episode of the Kanye documentary comes out too. So mm. yeah, it could be a busy week for Kanye. We will see. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, with that being said, need that Anita man. Let, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, yes, sir. Wrap it up, then. <laughs> wrap it up, then. <laughs> no, still the funniest interview of all time. Yeah, I, I could watch that a million times and never get tired yeah. of it, man. We gotta wrap this shit up though. <laughs> wrap, wrap it, it up, up then. Yeah. Close it. Close it. You said one on bad bougie. You said one on bad bougie. All three of them was like, huh? <laughs> you think I was left on bad bougie? Do you think I was left on bad bougie? <laughs> Do you think they, I was left on bad bougie? On, man. Like they unbuttoning to get ready to fight. Yeah. Funniest things ever to happen in here. What's funny, when you watch that video, you can see uh, Buddy in the back. 
he was doing something else and he seen the fight going on he he came all the way around <laughs> and ended up in front of the camera and pushed somebody yeah. <laughs> i'm like damn he came out of nowhere like yep. he must be one of them goonies <laughs> classic moment classic moment uh but yeah uh another exciting episode is in the book for gems and juices episode 196 getting close to 200 man yeah man so yeah make sure y'all stay tuned for that um, thank y'all for people who came in through the stream we see you we love y'all tab leaving questions anybody who wants to ask anything while we live streaming on friday nights pop in man let us know we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about we'll read your comments and yeah all that stuff so make sure y'all check it out if you can yeah of course, man. subscribe to us on all streaming platforms we on the our content ain't 200 dollars, man it's free <laughs> free 99 we we are streaming so yeah make sure y'all check us out uh, appreciate diggy hooking this whole thing up man we on twitch too so make sure you subscribe on twitch fuck <laughs> with the gamers now man we, we know, have man. made all corners of entertainment now man. yeah man we rap need... sports and now video yeah games. we need to do like a game night or something just stream I'm and with it, play man. some I'm games i don't know how to fucking um stream live or all that bullshit on um ps5 I'll there's just a, be it's easy with PS5. You can there's like a Twitch button you can just press. You gotta log in, of course, but yeah, you can easily stream on the newer consoles on uh, Twitch. Okay. It's pretty automatic. Just you can hook up a microphone too. Like it's it's easy, man. Okay, so, I might have to do that. Just yeah. have a Gems and Juice game night or something. Yeah. Just fuck around and do some topics and play the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanna I'm down p- with it, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm down for it. I've been playing this yeah. that that game. I think I might have told you. We got like a minute left, but <laughs> before the music ends, I've been playing that game Ghost of um, Shushima. Oh yeah, I haven't played that one. Yet. Yeah, good? that game that game is pretty fun, man. Yeah. The graphics look amazing. It's like a, a Japan type of setting, mm-hmm. so it um it look real nice, man. I I enjoy that game a lot. Yeah, I, I'm gonna <laughs> get that soon, man. I've been meaning to. I actually, funny thing, I actually bought it on Black Friday. Mm-hmm. But it, they said it was a pricing error. It was 20 bucks for the PS5 version. I bought it. They refunded my money and said, sorry, it was a pricing error. Oh, like, man. Damn. So They got to let yeah. you have that, man. I would think, man. <laughs> I would think. But, nah, they refunded my money and said, sorry, it's a pricing error. Oh, I, I, man. I knew something happened because that was the lowest I've seen the game go. Damn. But, yeah, it was some bullshit. Yeah, uh, I'm playing that Cyberpunk too, so we'll see how that okay. goes, man. But yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> Twitch night coming soon, game night coming soon. Make sure y'all subscribe on all streaming platforms. Appreciate y'all for listening, and until next time, peace. Hey.